BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Thirty-two. Thirty-two hours away. Wait, wait, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Three-two. Three-two. Okay. Three-two. Three, okay. That's, okay. That's it, man. We're getting close. What's up, everybody? Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy hub to you, to me, to everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Barrett's kind of blue. I don't really know exactly. I don't so know what it is. Man. I even white balance it, and it just turns blue. I don't know what's going on. Weird, man. Weird. Oh, see, it's, it's him making fun of me the other day when I had audio issues. That's right. This is payback. I sent my spies over there to mess with his camera. <laughs> so I'm I'm in that. I don't know if you guys are in the same boat. So it's probably in in our area, in the, in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delaware area, the Delaware Valley, as we call it. Uh, it's probably like 58 degrees, somewhere around there, I'd say. Yeah, too, right? A little yeah. rainy. It looks like the sun's trying to come out now, starting to peak out. But you're in that weird in-between, especially at night, it gets pretty chilly in the house, right? Yes, yes, so, yes. So I'm holding off as, as hardcore as I can, not putting the heat back on, and I'm getting pressure from the folks in the crib to put the heat back on. I just came from it up upstairs, and it's exactly what they try to. Yeah, yep. I oh, wish I you heat would. Back on. I wish uh-huh. you would touch that uh, thermostat. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm right. playing well, the good fight. What? what? I don't have AC anything. On? It's off. It's Nothing. been off for the last for the last two Same. weeks. I've had it off. That's where I've been. I, I've been off for like two, three weeks. It, it's we don't we barely get any time for this just to be off anymore. Yeah, off. So Oft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to hold out as long as I can. And I just know for and, and like my basement is as you guys know where the studio is is cold. Yeah. So it's freezing down here. I know the second 
my wife and daughter walk in, uh, I'm going to be just just deluged with put the heater on. I don't know yep, about yep. you. Oh, not uh, only did uh, I turn the heater on Monday, but I even uh, put the wood in the fireplace and lit, made a fire in the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, Derek. Yeah, Derek. But see, the, see the but Derek's the one that does that likes the heat. Yeah, actually, Trish doesn't want heat on. She wants to no. be cold. Yeah. And as soon as I turned the heat on, it was it was Civil War City in my house. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was, and it got to the point because my oldest daughter had the kids over here, so I had three of the grandkids over here, and uh, we were going back and forth from the swing set inside. And my oldest daughter, being the instigator, oh, Dad, it's awfully warm in this living in this family room. They had the ceiling fan going while I got a fire going at the same time. Oh my! I'm God. like. Do I have any say so in this house whatsoever about anything? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, um, yeah, Dave Burrito, I appreciate that. I appreciate. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the cat that was talking all that mess, talking about some. I need to stick the football. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm so, all right, let, let's let's Ooh. go there. Uh, Barrett yesterday Ooh. called that the Hawks would win over the Celtics in Boston last night. Uh, Derek and I were on the other side. Yeah, now, Brooks. And there I say, yeah. I don't know. Da-da-da. That was an ah da da moment. You, you absolutely called it. Uh, Trey Young went crazy at the end of that game in the fourth quarter in that shot that he hit for that ended up being the game winner. But yeah, props to B. Brooks. I texted you as soon as it happened, man. Yep, I, yep. I, I gave you your love, but you deserve it. You deserve your your flowers, as they say today. Well, you know what? It's not. It had nothing to do with what what happened. I, don't know. I mean, it, it was more so you know as a player that you wanted. You know, you 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 want to go out there and, and win one for the Gipper. That's kind of the same thing. Everybody's counting you off. You know, you're in that you're in that foxhole with just you and your brothers. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys got sent back. You know what I'm saying? Because you know they 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 got to heal their wounds. So you got to <laughs> sit there and fight. That's what they they were in the foxhole. They were they were fighting their way out of 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 of, of Boston. That's what was happening. They had to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was, man. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a gutty win. I give them credit because it was. It was like a 10, 12 point game. And you know, you're in that when you're, when there's other options, like in other words, I was going to flip over to the Denver game and I'm like, all right, let me give it another couple minutes and see what happens here. I was <clears> this <throat> close to, to changing channels on that one. Cause a couple of the NBA games were, were overriding one another yeah. and yeah. I stuck with it. I'm glad I did for, for the comeback. Cause it was, it was impressive. That was ballsy. That was really, really ballsy, man. And, you know, and by the, the way, games last night were like that. It was I mentioned this to comeback. you guys. Terry's right on with this. State Farm Arena double booked uh, the 27th, which is going to be with tomorrow night's game. How do you let that happen? With a Janet Jackson concert. Like, that is wow. someone's losing a job for that. Yes, yes. Because they just How knew they were going to Yeah. They just knew that they were going to lose, man. And, 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 uh, Oh dang, that's that's messed up. Uh-huh. But I, I, I doubt that's to say. I thought that's that's the case, though. I just think that you know, what I'm saying they, they they just did it a long time in advance. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And but didn't the, do the math. It's further complicated because Taylor Swift's playing the Mercedes Benz Dome on uh, I think Friday and Sunday. So may, I don't know. Maybe they could sneak Janet in on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna. Yeah, do. but it's like twenty four hours to set up, though. Well, it's that's two different crazy. Arenas. But yeah, yeah, you could. It, it's it's that's a, that's it's, not it's great. two different arenas. But Taylor Swift, if they try to move it to the Mercedes, like change the date, they move so Janet. Yeah, you got to tear Taylor down one day, set Janet up one day, tear tear Janet down after her show, yep. and get ready for the next show. Dude, you, that's a lot of manpower. A lot of work. Well, Everybody you know, has they, their own lighting. Yeah, effects. That's yeah. a lot of work. 
it could right. be it, it I mean it 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 could be done pretty easily though cuz I mean you've seen that you've seen it uh, happen at uh, the Wells Fargo. Oh, they're amazing all the guys. time. Bro, yeah, but they can go all from, day to do that, dude. Oh no, no, no I just want to take 3 you're hours. Right. You're right. It takes them 3 hours. I can't Yeah, when they go just basketball to baseball or baseball to baseball, it's incredible how quick those cats are. Yeah, but, but when you talk hockey and yeah, hockey yeah, to but, basketball is But crazy when you're talking about the Wells Fargo Center, all they're doing is either putting down or taking up a floor. When you're talking about a concert that you got different. different platforms. You got lighting has to be a certain way for certain effects, whether it's something that's going to be on the outfit they're wearing or, you know, smoke comes up at a certain time. They got to test it before they actually do it. Dude, there's like 40. Every time I go down and watch it, when I was at the Wells Fargo Center, I would watch them setting up for a concert. And then you have the artist out on the stage doing rehearsals while yeah. they're setting up, yeah. testing, yeah. testing the audio, video, the acoustics. You know, is it stronger on this side of the arena? We got to balance this. Dude, there's a lot that goes into that, man. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I, it's That's going to be interesting, man. I, I You know, and now. John Dickerson, geez. What do you say this time? John, that, that screwed up D Gun as a Janet Jackson backup dancer. You're that's right. right. <laughs> I'm getting shaped tonight. Wardrobe malfunctions. Uh, yeah, 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 left All and right. right. Um, so, yeah, so they end up winning to, to the Hawks. And, and look, you know, if you're the Sixers, you're like, thank you. Uh, it just buys and bead more time. You know, if this thing, if it goes seven, they would end up playing on Saturday. Game seven would be Saturday uh, between the Hawks and the, and the Celtics. So, look, either way, you're buying and bead more time. You're making Boston work harder to get to the next round. Like, it's just, this is a win-win. You know, you it's love what the Hawks did last night. Yeah. You know, and then you know, now we're all going to be locked in, you know, we'll all be doing our draft shows on Thursday, but you know, we're going to be every once in a while. Hey, what's going on with the Hawks and the Celtics, you know, keeping an eye on that too. So it should, uh, should be interesting. All right. So a couple other uh, odds and ends Phillies lose to the Mariners. Uh, You know, Bailey falters cruising and he has one of his explosion innings and and they get to him and the bats, you know, relatively quiet again. So they lose. Uh, And beyond that, uh, like I said, we're 32 hours out from the draft. We have a killer show today, guys. Killer. Uh, Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Eagles Hall of Fame, Weapon X, is going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. And then at 1.30, Sal Palantonio is going to be joining us. So that, that is a nice little double dip today with B-Doc and Sal Pal coming up. And just so much to dive into. And, you know, I, I, did, I, I made the mistake that I usually don't make when we're this close to the draft, when we're a day out. Mm. You know what I did today, this morning? I dipped back into the mock drafts. Oh, I, started look, I started doing – I can't help myself. So I started going into everybody's <sighs> mock draft 3.0, 4.5. So I started going into all of them. And I, now I'm as confused as hell. Like I, I some people have – like Tyree Wilson goes uh, 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 two – to the Texans. Some people have the Texans uh, trading the pick now. Some say don't overthink it. Just takes TJ, uh, CJ Stroud. Like you know, like it's crazy what some of what, what's happening here. There's a lot of different uh, scenarios, a lot of different uh, options here for these teams. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm officially in. I, I've read too much of this stuff, and my brain's turned to mush. For, for looking at all, that's where I am. See, I, I I cut it off at least two to three days before the draft because then it affects what you believe your beliefs are, and then by the yeah. time you get live on the air Thursday night, you're going, um, um, see, well, um, um, 
Uh, so I just, up. I'm going to stay where I am. Big mm-hmm. gun. I'm sitting back today, man. And I, 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 yeah. I when it worked out and I, you know, put my little um, headphones on and I went out and jogged a little bit and yeah. I'm listening to, to 94. And yeah. first of all, Ray comes on, you know, me, me and Ray are like this. I'll be working with Ray, Ray all day tomorrow, Friday and Saturday on the draft, me and Ray going at it. And I'm listening to his arguments on who they should draft, O-linemen, yada, 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 yada. And, and, and then, I, then I turn around, I listen a little longer, and then Baldy's on. Now Baldy's talking about drafting. Um, Bijan. Baldy's on Bijan up. He wasn't before. Now he is. So I'm, I'm listening to this night, and, and I'm thinking, no, no, no. I'm not going for it. I am not falling for the banana tailpipe. Nolan Smith is my guy. I'm on record as saying it's Nolan Smith. He works perfectly for this Eagles team. Perfectly. I I think he's very likely. I think you're very likely to be right about him, Barrett, because he's going to be there, I think. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm in the try and trade up and try and get uh, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. I I don't think either are happening. I don't think either are happening, right? There's a chance that Jalen Carter falls, but I don't think either are happening. But I think that could very well happen. I don't know if the Eagles – I don't know if they want to give up their draft capital for next year. I think they're handcuffed this year. I don't know if they want to give up. I mean, you got 12, virtually 12 picks next year. If there was ever a time to rebuild through the draft and hopefully you hit more than you miss, it's 2024. But if there's a player sitting at 29, 30 or in the mid twenties that they really want, I can see how he getting a itch, but you know, this roster is pretty set with veterans presence and youth a little thin at linebacker, a little thin at safety. I get it. They need another corner. But they can get some of those things in the first three rounds or even in the fourth round if they decide to trade out at 30 without affecting next year's draft. Because I think next year's where Howie's going to be trying, depending on where they finish this year, I think next year Howie's they're going to use a lot of their capital to try to wheel and deal and move up to get somebody he wants next year. Mm-hmm. What's the likelihood that he gets another pick for next year in the first round? Trades – Trades 30 for another pick in the first round next year. I wouldn't doubt it. Possible? I wouldn't doubt it one bit. I wouldn't doubt anything. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt anything. I mean, the the fact, the least likely scenario is, hi, Mama Brooks, by the way. Uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, Good morning, Mom. I see Duck. I see 31. I see Tyler. I see Dank. I see Chris D. I thought I saw Fitness Rebel earlier. Uh, See, I'll even acknowledge Niners. Uh, What's up, Niners? I see Fitness Rebel. Uh, Eagles has landed. I see all you guys. Whoever I didn't mention, I I apologize. It's going fast and furious. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, the the, the least likely scenario is they just sit there 10 and 30, and that's, you know, how it just plays out. Some of that, though, in fairness, when you say that, you you also – go in with a plan, but you also are at the mercy of what happens in front of you. And that that can go a lot of different ways. In other words, there could be someone you thought you had no shot and they're falling and they're falling and they're falling for whatever reason, or somebody you thought would be there goes quick. And then you have to go to plan B and plan B is, all right, we're going to trade back because we know this, the guy we like the second best on the board is going to be there. Right. It's just, there's so many different scenarios when you're sitting at 10 you're in a very enviable position, um, but you know there are still nine teams picking in front of you that you have to deal with. The that, first like, round I, makes you find out two things: number one, either how smart you are, or number two, how little you really knew. Plain and simple. You don't know what you don't know. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. But I'm, I'm looking at like pick thirty, 
pick 30, I'm going in the direction because I'm saying this is going to be a different draft for the Eagles. And I'm going with them going with an edge rusher and a linebacker at pick 30. I really think Ooh. that Drew Sanders, Drew Sanders from, from, from Arkansas, would be the perfect guy to put in our system. He could be a, 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 a guy that can, you know, be a stand-up linebacker, mm-hmm. six yard deep, read, react, go get the ball. You know, he's that type of player. But also, he can blitz because he can come off the edge. He's the To me, he's the closest thing to, to Micah Parsons in the draft right now. To me. Micah Parsons? Yes. Ooh, wow. Guy. You like him that much? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Damn. He's going to be a wow. phenomenal player. Watch what I tell you. He's going to be a phenomenal He really had to scratch the surface on how good. He's six foot four, man. Yeah. 235 pounds. Runs like a deer. Mm-hmm. Can run sideline to sideline. Diagnoses things in his head quick. Can mm-hmm. go make plays. Mm-hmm. At pick thirty, I think he's a lock to come in and be a day one starter. A day one starter. Okay. All right. Well, Morrow look, will I, be on the bench. You know, I, I just think too. You were, and we discussed this yesterday. Hi, Fitness Rebel. Uh, we 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 um, you know, we got we get into these like they they don't just don't do this and they just don't do that. I and look, there is some validity to that for sure because it's been a long time since they did it. But when you have two picks in the first round, maybe that frees you up a little bit more to grab a linebacker, to grab, uh, you know, a running back or or a safety in the first round. Maybe that's it's just different if you're only using one pick in that first round. So I think thirty is is really interesting in that anything can happen can happen and or you just trade out of the first round too. Well, you go that I way. mean that's probably the most logical thing that they're going to do if they don't use thirty and tend to package up and go down and get Carter, then the likelihood of them keeping that number 30 pick is kind of slim to none. Right. I mean, you can get a guy like, I mean, look look what the Ravens did. The Ravens t- traded out of, um, traded up into the first round around pick number 30 for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's definitely something that's possible. We need more picks. We need picks bad. I mean, we yeah. only have six draft picks right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? To fill a team. Mm-hmm. And nothing I mean, I think in four, five, or six. Nothing. Right. You know, and, and, you know, four, five, and six are valuable picks. People think those are throwaway picks. No, they're not. There are a lot of teams in NFL that are masters at finding those middle round picks and turning them into quality starting players. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, that's where your team is built in those lower middle to lower rounds, you know, not the first round, not necessarily the first round unless you're drafting a quarterback. But you, you, the heart of your team is built in those middle rounds, offense, defensive lines, you know, secondary personnel. Um, that's where you find the creme de la creme. And Howie, I don't think, is going to sit there on his thumbs, twiddling his thumbs for three entire rounds where everybody else is gobbling up players they have on their board. I don't Absolutely. See and you're right. You're right, D-Gun. And, and when I look at it, where we're at at the number 10 pick, you want to get somebody that's going to be – a cornerstone type of player. Absolutely. And that's why I say get a, a, a Nolan Smith because he's just going to grow even be more, be, even be better than what he is and grow into that, in, into the player that I think he's going to be. Um, pick number 30, Drew Sanders. Um, when you look at him and all his intangibles, he is built. I mean, he's six foot four, 235 pounds. He's going to get even bigger. He'll be able to play that position for a long time. And when you look at it, I love the fact that if you have him, you can control him for five years as opposed to just 
four years. You want guys like that in your, you know, on rookie contracts because once they get to a point, you can't pay them. Once you get, once the edge rusher gets to his, you know, to his fourth and fifth year, he kind of prices himself out of teams that have quarterbacks that they're paying right now. You know what I'm saying? You won't have the luxury of signing a guy like that because you're paying a quarterback. So you got to get value at that pick right then and there. And both of those guys could be valuable for this Eagles team for a long time. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about trading them or, or going up and getting somebody. You'll have somebody there under contract for at least five years. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. You know, makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, oh, by the way, yes, he played at Arkansas, but he spent the majority of his career at, at uh, uh, Alabama. Played at Alabama. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but but I don't just because he played at Arkansas doesn't preclude you for taking him. It, what, right. <laughs> what you look at is who did he play against? The SEC. What, what conference are they in? They're in the yeah. SEC. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if he doesn't necessarily have great teammates around him. Look at what the guy's doing on the on the field. Uh, look, there's a couple guys. You know, I, I think Jack Campbell's going to be a monster. You know, at oh, line no back. question about that. So there's there's a couple of those kind of guys who who you could you could jump at um, and would make a lot of sense. I mean, let, let's face it. There's no way around this, guys. You're going into the season right now with an unproven Nicobe Dean who, look, I, I I think he'll be good, but we don't know ultimately uh, at linebacker and just some question marks in general. Not to mention safety, Terrell Edmonds and Reed Blankenship. You're thin at both of those spots. So is it crazy that you would dress either one of them with that second first-round pick? I don't think it is. I don't think it's crazy mm-hmm. one bit. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously, we, you know, we talked a lot about running back and Bijan, and then we will bounce this stuff off of, you know, Brian Dawkins and Sal Powell and what they're hearing and where they stand on this kind of stuff. And anything could happen. Anything can happen. And and getting trying to predict or put Howie in a box, I think, is a really dangerous thing. It, it just doesn't happen. He's not usually that type. It's usually – we didn't – almost every year it's something you didn't see coming. Yep. You know, and that's what I would just advise people who are doing the, there's no way they do this. They're absolutely doing this. Uh, Well, you know, I wouldn't say that. Also, when you look at, you know, what's going on right now, the number two pick with the Texans is going to throw a a screwdriver in all this, Mm -hmm. all this talk we're talking about, because they don't necessarily want to tie themselves to a franchise quarterback this early in his tenure as a head coach, especially when he doesn't think, and I don't think he thinks that you have a franchise changing quarterback in this draft. You know what I'm saying? Why would you, why would you hook your wagon up to a guy that's a maybe type of guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, Uh, I I agree. I do think, I think there's a couple of teams like Texas, the, the Texans, excuse me, are one. Arizona could do a lot of different things exactly. uh, with that three pick two and three exactly. are going to be, are going to dictate a lot. <clears throat> there's, there's talk that, that um, Houston believes that they, this is how wild the Levis stuff is. I saw a mock today where they had Levis going 12 to Houston. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Like they grab a defensive player and they, and they, and they mocked Levis falling to 12. I don't know what's going to happen with Levis. I, I think a lot of I think a lot of this is BS that he's going to go as high as people. Are I agree. Play. I agree, hundred percent. Smokescreen. Yeah, more, I don't believe it. More more illusions as we get closer to the draft. Yeah. Um, I like Ross Tucker's take. He just let he just put out three minutes ago. He said 
per reports, Will Levins is expected to go number one to the Panthers, number two to the Texans, and number four to the Colts. I'm confident. I'm confident that would be a record. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I I I went down the rabbit hole today, and I'm like, you know what? What? Stop. Stop. Right. right Get out. Right. Abort the mission. Get out. Yeah. So I. Uh, and you look I, at and, and when you look at uh, the Texans, why not get that cornerstone piece and Will Anderson? Yes. Defense from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Could I mean he'll be there for a long time. The and also he's, yeah. he's he's and he's 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 only ten pounds heavier than Nolan Smith. Just just so you know, you know ten pounds heavier. He's gonna be it, man. I'm telling you, Nolan Smith's gonna be a good player, man. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, good player. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think defense makes a lot of sense for them. No question about it. You know because here, what you could also do is just sort of roll the dice, and say by the time we get to twelve. Uh, could Levis or Richardson still be around? Is that possible? And you could walk away from this thing with Will Anderson and Anthony Richardson in the first round, and or maybe Levis in the first round. That's a that's that's a pretty good haul. That's a huge haul. That's a know? huge haul. And what's his, um what's um when you look at Will Levis, bro, you, he has he he's he's a he's a long way from being a starter in the NFL. Yeah, a very long way from being a starter. But he has that potential. Yeah. But can you wait on that potential? I mean, it's all to say to me, it'll be almost the same predicament as what you did. You know, uh, uh, just you know, just throwing a you know dart in the dark, and and picking up a Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. To me, that'll be the same thing if they did that in the first round, bro. Well, Baker Mayfield had that potential. All these quarterbacks had the potential. How many of them flopped? Josh Rosen had that potential. Right. You spin that. You spin that roulette wheel. On that quarterback, man, you, you better you better hope and pray and hold your breath and sprinkle holy water and everything else that this dude turns out. Because if not, you're going to be the second coming of the Cleveland Browns in terms of looking at historically how Cleveland has botched yeah. the, the first round pick with quarterbacks over the last 15, 20 years. Couch, yeah. all of that. Oh, been a million of big, it's, it's unbelievable. I hear you. I hear you. you. Know, and Will Levis, you know, he, he's sitting there eating a rotten banana with the peel on it. You know, that's right. Oh, that's where I checked out. You know, this is really look, Rob. This is really gonna gross you out. Oh no! Guess how he drinks his coffee with mayonnaise. Okay. Oh, no, 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 yeah, mayonnaise. I'm done, no, no, I'm done with that. All I needed to do was see was no, the I promise you. No, 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 I promise you. I'm done. I'm done. No, he drinks man, his come coffee. On. First of all, how do you know that you you would like put the mayonnaise and coffee in the first it's, place? Okay. Oh. Come, Come on. on, man! Stop! Oh. I'm, I'm not. I'm serious. I know. I believe. Stream. Am I telling the true stream? I believe it. He I wants believe. puts mayo in his oh. coffee. All right. Oof. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, the dude. The dude's built like a linebacker. No, first. he's a tank. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, tank. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody's questioning what he looks like. Uh, but mayo and banana peels. Come on, no. man. No, All right. No, let's let's bad. get a timeout. Let's. Brian Dawkins is next. So you don't want to go anywhere. We got B Dawg South Palantonio at one thirty. We're coming out. Guns a blazing today. No pun intended. Derek Gunn. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. B-Doc next. Let's talk Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, it's that time of day. You're starved, right? You're hungry. You got some hunger pains, some pangs. Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown, family-owned since 1985. Alex and his great crew, they're open seven days a week. Fresh food every single day. Flour flown in from Italy. That's how serious they take this. Their pizza's ridiculous, okay? They offer 20 different styles. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. 
But here's the beauty. You name it, they'll make it. That's right. Specialized pizza the way that you want it. But they don't just do pizza. They have fresh pasta. They have sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza is fully committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues where the proceeds go to these organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. That's 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. We are Sports Take, Vegas Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We will have Brian Dawkins 
shortly. Sal Palantonio coming up at 1.30. Sal is stationed at the Carolina Panthers facility, so he will have pretty good insights on what the Panthers may end up doing there, guys, at 1. Uh, I think that's another one where we're overcomplicating this. I think they moved up uh, with a purpose, and I think it's Bryce Young, despite his size. I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, – I don't think they're going to play around. I don't think it's going to be Stroud. I don't think we're going to get an Anthony Richardson surprise. I think it's going to be absolutely Bryce Young at number one. You guys agree? Will Levis. Will Levis, yes. 40, <laughs> 400 to one to 40 to one. Four to one. He's making the leap, everybody. No, uh, but no, I do think so. Did you see um, Miles Sanders is wearing number six? Yeah. Now. yeah. He's got the single digit rocking. He was 26 here with the Eagles. So he's, he's busting out number six there. Still taking it. Hey. Still fresh takes you to get used to that, yeah. Yeah, fresh start, you know, yeah. new con, new nice contract, you know. So he's going to have a new identity. I don't blame him one bit. You know, yeah. out with the old, in with the new. You know, that's you know, that's all right. I hope he finds a good measure of success down there because he's a good kid, right? And he deserves it. So I, I think he'll do very well there. Uh, I think, you know, when you consider it's a, it's a very offensive minded uh, staff that's had a lot of success in other places. Yeah, having Deuce Staley there can only help uh, with somebody like that. And it's not like they're, they're just getting some project, some guy who never did anything before. He's, he's been a very good running back in the NFL, you know, great. No, but very good. Yeah. He, he had a very good year last year, Yes, you know, and are there's a couple of shortcomings here and there? Yeah, there are, but still, you know, uh, and I'm with you, Derek, so, you know, always came off to me like a good dude. I, when I yeah. interviewed him and talked to him. Very humble. Uh, well-spoken. Yeah. Uh, low key wanted to stay uh, here wanted to stay here um, gave all kind of clues and hints and everything else yeah, yep. yeah yeah this was the eagles call and and fine i don't i'm not i don't blame the eagles either you sometimes you just nope. move on you know the eagles, and, and eagles knew in december they were not keeping miles sanders yep. they knew yep. they knew then yeah they just absolutely. wanted to go in a different direction and I, as we saw um the backup running backs role increased the closer they got to the playoffs and into the playoffs yep so that was a definitive sign right there that, you know, that's why it, it, if you're going to let Miles Sanders go, it doesn't make sense to bring a Derrick Henry in here. It doesn't make sense to draft B. John Robinson that high, you know, because of the way they approach the running back situation. Right. They put their capital, they put their, their value and capital first and foremost into offensive and defensive lines. That's mm-hmm. where it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No question about it. And, it and that's, and you it's worked. Argue with it. Yeah, yeah, it's worked it, it, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the one thing that is has sort of bothered me, and I hate, I almost hate using this word because it's so overblown now. But the narrative, there's a narrative out there now, and look, I, I am a, I, I do subscribe to you win with offense ultimately in this league, and you got to be able to put up a lot of points. I, I do subscribe to that. So I, let me say that before I get into where I'm headed with this. But this notion now has become like you don't need any defense. To, you just you just need to be able to score. I just don't buy that. I'm sorry. Like, you know, in one breath, we loved how the Eagles' defense was sacking the quarterback left and right. We were even mad at Jonathan Gannon that he wasn't more aggressive, right? So the Eagles fans have that mentality from the Buddy Ryan days to Jim Johnson and all that. Then on the other hand, it's who cares about defense now? Just go get Bijan and just keep loading up on this offense. I just don't get that. There's a disconnect somewhere there. Do you not care at all? Why'd you care so much last year when they actually had a lot of defensive players? And now you why, don't. Yeah. It, well, it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me to say, 
are willing to get Bijan at pick number 10. And I understand you're saying he's he's a top three, four, five player in this draft as far as talent. He is top five right now. And I put him at number four as far as talent in this draft if you number the talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's at least four or five. You know, Carter probably be number one, Anderson number two. Uh, number three, I, I would put uh, I would put the uh, off, uh, offensive tackle. What's his name? Um, oh my goodness, Paris Johnson, and then I put Bijan there. You know what I'm saying? So he is the top as far as talent, but does it work in this system? I yes, he he can work in anybody. Let me let me let me stop that. Is he somebody that you can say can be that much of a game changer in the offense of the Eagles? I can say he could definitely be an impact. But that's not the impact that the Eagles are looking for to be the impact player in their offense. The quarterback is the impact player in this offense. And everybody eats off what he does. Mm -hmm. We won't have a featured back. And if you're going to waste, if you're going to go ahead and get a a number 10 pick at that running back position and you get Bijan there, he's got to be more of an impact player. They go running back by committee. They don't have a bell cow back. And to think that he would be on the field in the first half and not get and get more than five, six carries a game, I mean, uh, five, six carries in the first half, you're an idiot to think that because they just don't do that. They had Miles Sanders there and didn't do it. What makes you think they're going to do it for, for, you know, for B. John Robinson? They only run the ball a couple of times in the first half. They want to pass the ball, open up the score. Then they'll run in the second half. Then he can be able to take over. But they don't do it. And they're not accustomed to doing it. And why would you think they would do it just because they got Bijan? Yeah, they're, they're going to go in the same direction they've been because they've had success in. I, like, yeah, like my preference, and you guys know this. I've said this repeatedly, is to address defense if, if you can. You know, if, if it works out that way, I prefer with the first pick. This is this is assuming they stay at ten and thirty, which is very unlikely. But I prefer that they go defense, and then later. And I, by the way, if they go defense, defense, I'm fine. I said to you guys, Miles Murphy and, and Brian Branch, I'd be perfectly fine with. But if they right, went right. defense. And then uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs, for example. Okay, that's fine. I, I just, I, I personally am not a fan of the value of a running back at 10. No. And, and, and it no. doesn't mean that this guy's not a dynamic player. He is. But I just think that, so is Saquon Barkley. But I would just rather use a resource at another position that high. There is also a lot of truth in what you said a few moments ago about this idea of neglecting defense and just loading up with offense and just outscoring everybody. But I hate to keep bringing this up, but Kansas City showed you can have mediocrity at defense and still find a great measure of success if you have the right quarterback, if you have the right system. Kansas City's defense was a middle-of-the-road defense. The thing that stood about Kansas City's defense, it was a bend but don't break defense. They gave up a lot of real estate, but they only gave up under 22 points a game. So when you have an offense that's scoring almost 30 points a game, but you only give it up 22, okay, you can compensate for that. I thought the Eagles had the right balance. They had a defense that could get off the field and get the ball back in the offense, and the offense would put stress on the opposing defense because they could walk down the field against most defenses and score at will. Um, but every now and then you come across a few of these offensive-minded entities that by far outshine a defense and find a great measure of success. Everybody's formula is a little different. Um, 
I think Nick Sirianni's offensive formula is you can put a lot of different type of players in that system and they will find a great measure of success because of the system. Same way with Kansas City. Uh, same way with a few other teams out there offensively. Minnesota, teams like that. But there are other teams that build build their teams a certain way. You need that balance to get to where you want to go. And, and a lot of times, because of the way the draft is, you might have five picks one year, eight picks the next, six picks one year, 12 picks the next. It's hard to get that balance. And you can only spend so much in free agency if you're already paying a top-line top, top line quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I just think there's a lot of different ways that you can – you could dig into this. And I, just to be clear, too, like if they drafted Bijan at 10, I'm not mad. But like, I, I think they could do better with their resources. But yes. first of all, from a, a, a talk show host standpoint, I'm loving life. They're, they're, they're <laughs> oh, seriously, <yeah. laughs> I'm like, thank you, content gods. Yeah. You know, yes. Number I mean- one. Plenty to talk about. Oh, and, and the notion of, you know, potentially what this could look like with Jalen, with Devontae Smith, with A.J. Brown, Goddard, the whole – all those guys would be – your mind's blown. you got to sort of sit back and digest it for a minute. So there, it would be fun and interesting, um, but I would just caution people that you get a little bit old on the offensive line. you got some old pieces on the defensive line. You're thin at linebacker. You're thin at safety. Just keep all those things in mind. Yep. For everybody who wants Bijan, and this is he's not going to get probably the amount of touches that he should get if you're justifying taking him at 10, mm-hmm. as Barrett said. You're just not going to get the amount of touches. At least no. not in the first half. Yes. Yeah, right. Unless you're up. Unless you get up and then they're milking clock. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Bijan. You know, I'm not hating on Bijan. I'm a fan right, of him. Right. Very, very talented. Like I said, he's a top five player in this draft. He's top five in this draft. Which is another reason why I don't think he gets past Atlanta at pick yeah. number nine. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You've said that very clearly that yes. you don't think he gets to 10. He didn't get to 10 anyways. But I can't see them drafting this guy when they go running back by committee, anyways. You know what I'm saying? They don't run it back by committee. Mm-hmm. They don't have a bell cow back. This is not a bell cow back system. They just don't do it. They don't run the ball enough to have a guy that they're going to, you know, um, draft in the first round. They're just not going to do it. It doesn't make sense for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about, you know, building, you know, that arms race. You got to build up your offense because offense is going to win games. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about how they run offenses. Mm-hmm. They want to get up by passing the ball. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All right. L- let's look at uh, before the Eagles pick, and we're, we're, we're efforting Brian Dawkins. Hopefully we'll have him soon. Um, team landing spots potentially for Bijan. Uh, I-, I would say. Ooh. I think Atlanta is a distinct possibility. Absolutely. I know Chicago. I, if I'm Chicago, I'm I'm help. I'm getting offensive line help. I'm taking Paris Johnson if he's there. But yes. uh, do they potentially team up? You know, Bijan with that with the Herbert kid who looked like he was going to be really good because Montgomery's out of there. Is Chicago a possibility? Mm. Uh, Detroit. Is Detroit a possibility? Uh, what's his name? Williams. They lost Jamal Williams. Left. Yep. You know, and DeAndre Swift. I, as much as I like him, and I do like him, and he's a Philly kid. Uh, he does get hurt a lot, and he's probably yeah. better used like twelve touches a game. A couple of them catching the ball out of the backfield, not as a feature back necessarily. So, I, are we kind of looking over? Are we kind of looking over Arizona also? 
I just man, do they go that high at three for a running back when they need so much help on defense? But Barrett, an offensive line. Think about this: if Kyler Murray can't start the year, and all of us agree, none of us love Kyler Murray anyway. Exactly. If you want to just load Bijan up, you could load him up there with a lot of carries. Because they're not going to have anything else. There are no, no receivers. Everybody's leaving. DeAndre Hopkins wants out. <laughs> the you cover know? is running bare there. That's if, not if, crazy. If, if Bijan doesn't go in the top nine as Barrett projects, I see three teams that could possibly pick him up. New England at 14, Tampa Bay at 19, and the Chargers at 21. 100%. Chargers love drafted running backs. The Chargers love running back. Tampa Bay's devoid of running backs. And New England, they like to have a balanced attack. They they don't have a feature back. They don't have to use a feature, but they like to have a balanced attack. He would be great in that system in New England to take a lot of pressure off Mac Jones. Makes those sense. three teams, you know, those are three teams. And Detroit could be a viable option since they lost Jamal Williams. If you put DeAndre Swift and B. John Robinson in the same backfield, good night. Because they'd both mm-hmm. be fresh at the end of games. Yes, they have no less question. carries, less touches, but they both be super fresh in the fourth quarter. Keep Those in are mind, three teams I could easily see if he somehow slips. Yeah, right. So the two, two, two. Let's touch on two of those teams real quick. The Chargers, Eckler once out, and so that could yep. happen draft night. And he did visit Tampa Bay. He also visited Philadelphia. They're the two teams that he had in person visits. He did zooms with other teams, but he was in person for mm. Tampa and uh, and Philadelphia. All right, uh, without. Further ado, uh, we bring in the man, the man himself, uh, Weapon X, NFL Pro pro Football Hall of Famer, (laughs) Eagles Hall of Famer, and the man whose uh, unbelievable event, the Stolfus Structures Brian Dawkins Driving Impact Celebrity Golf Tournament presented by E&E General Contracting, which is coming our way. That's a mouthful, B Talk, but there he is, Brian Dawkins. Wait, wait a minute. Stop right there. Yes. How did how did it go from the Brian Dawkins Impact Golf Foundation to the multiple names? Because the first name Stolfus, isn't that obvious? He's on mute right now. You're on mute, bro. Unmute yourself. Who's on mute? Oh, Doc. Oh, yeah. Dawkins, you're good, Derek. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Doc's muted. Which he he's he's efforting right now. That's my boy, B Dawg. Yes, we're so excited to have Brian on. We'll have him just sign. We'll have him sign the rest of the show. How, how, did he, how did he go from just the Brian Dawkins Impact Golf to the Scopus? There's the answer, Derek. There's the answer. You see that? You see this? Is a Stolfus Amish? You're aligned with the Amish now? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Some good folks. Go. Yeah, yes. real, yes. real talk, real talk. So the gentleman that um. um I got a chance to talk to him after an event that I spoke at and we sat down and we talked for a while and yeah, so he's a very, very good dude. So I'm very, very proud to have them as the major sponsor. That's awesome. You know what, man? I'm, 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 I'm actually going out. I got I got a, um, I got a reference from Ashley D guns son-in-law about some contracts going to build me a pole barn. So yeah. Um, you know, great people out there. Great people. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'm, so I will dog, say this. I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little surprised that Doc actually showed up, considering I have not been on one of the meetings since last October. Talking defense, 
I blame these two in this show for for handcuffing me, which has kept me away from the uh, bases with the foundation. So, I I stand accused, but I have a legitimate legitimate excuse for not being there. What a teammate you are! Thanks for throwing us under the bus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. No excuses for me because I'm definitely going to be out there. Yes. No, yes. I can't wait. What, what is the date, Brian? And I know it's at the Penn Oaks Golf Club, which is a, an awesome, awesome place, man. Yeah, the first and the second. Okay. The soiree yeah. is on the first, and then the, call, the golf event um, is on the uh, the second. So I can't wait. So awesome. excited. Great. We're excited to have you back in the area, man. That, that's for sure. Uh, I, I, let's go back. Let's go back to, to 1996 and a young Brian Dawkins, fresh out of Clemson, and you're sitting there thinking, all right, when am I going to go, man? So what what were you hearing from the NFL people, potentially where you might go? Did you have any idea it was going to be the Eagles in, in the second round? Walk us through that, Brian. So the only team that came to really take me and Connie out, we were Connie, for, for those who don't know, we were married in, uh, in college. So the only team that came to work us out was the home of the Chiefs. So I thought I was going to be a chief, brother. I thought I was going to be a Kansas City chief. And um, so I was sitting there waiting for that. I think it was I think it was the 24th or 25th pick they had that year or something like that. So I thought, OK, cool. We in the first round. I'm excited about that. So the pick came and it went. But it just it didn't just come and go. They actually picked another safety there. So you talk about somebody was hot. So, you know, um, so I I did not know the Eagles were 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 really high on me. And the story goes now I look back now and have been blessed to talk to the different people since then is that they were very high on me and they didn't want anybody else to know that. So they didn't make a big fuss. They didn't make a big deal out of it. They sent uh, Danny Smith at the time. He was assistant DB coach. Yeah, D Smith to come down and. And so I, I didn't know they were high on me at all. I mean, literally nobody really talked to me. Now I did spend, now that I think back, I did spend a whole lot of time. They did ask me a whole lot of questions at the combine, but you know, that's the combine. Everybody's asking questions in my opinion, mm-hmm. but I did not know they were high on me. I did wow. not know. So it blew me away that, that the Eagles picked me. All right, let me hit real quick follow-up. This is a fun fact that I gave Barrett and Derek on, on the pre-show. The 61st pick that they used for you was a compensatory pick from 1994 when Seth Joyner walked. Did you know that, Brian? I, I did. Wow. Yeah. I did. I found that out um, pretty, pretty much soon after I was okay. drafted. You know, one of the people came up, a fan, I think a fan or something like that, were uh, thankful that uh, the Seth walked away. That's uh, for me to get that <laughs> It works, yes. But I, but I did I did know that, though. I did know that, um, that, that it came from that pick. You guys don't understand, man. It's, just working with this dude, man. You know, I, I'd been in, I'd been with the Eagles organization for a year, mm-hmm. and um, B Dog gets drafted, and he has so much stuff going on because you know I think was Connie pregnant then, and she was still back yeah, home. We her she we uh, Brian was born right the day before our uh, Brian Jr. was born the day before my first our first preseason game against Baltimore. Isn't that crazy? Mm, wow. So he was more worried about what's going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, it came season time. And this dude, every single day, I tell the story all the time. This dude, every single day, when he walked into the locker room, he'd peek around the corner, make sure there's no let um yeah. slip in his locker to That's make sure he's story. not getting cut. He said, it's not there. And I, and I I played with him three years, and he did that every single day, thinking he was going to get cut when I played with him. 
You know what I'm saying? He was just starting to step into his shoes of being <clears throat> Weapon X. <clears throat> he would peek around the corner every single day. To, All right, no pink slip. <laughs> and here he is having a gold jacket, man. A gold jacket now. Doc, that 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 one right there is my favorite. I was about to tell it before Barrett said it about how you didn't know second round draft picks automatically made <laughs> NFL roster. He was on pins and needles every day. But at what point? Because I don't know if I've ever heard you tell this. But at what point did the energy that we became accustomed to knowing in Brian Dawkins emerge? You always hear rookies talk about you got to know your place first. You can't just go in you know, acting like you're the man. You have to know you. At what stage of your career did you finally just let it go that you were confident within yourself you could just be who you wanted to be? Man, so so the energies are different, though. So the way that right. I express myself, I, I go out. So my mindset is to go full speed. My mindset is to go to earn the respect of those who are around me. That And that was all the way from, you know, high school, coming to the college ranks into the NFL. My, my, job, my job was that for two um, – to earn the respect of every veteran in that locker room by the way that I carried myself, but the way that I practiced, mm-hmm. the hard effort that I, you know, all the, all those things. And so, you know, I wasn't going in there trying to, you know, say, follow me. That, that wasn't, that wasn't the thing that I was trying to do. As Barrett mentioned, I did not know that you could, that you probably weren't going to get cut. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that I was very green when it comes to these things. And so because of that, my work ethic and the way that I practice and the way that I approach things, it was, again, to just earn the respect of those around mm-hmm. me. But as I got into that second year, as I got into that third year and I really began to learn some of the things and understand some of the things that Emmett was trying to show me the whole time of who he saw in, who he saw in me. Let me slow down. Who he saw in me that I could not see at that time and that individual that he saw was what you see at the hall of fame i think he saw those mm-hmm. things in me and i couldn't see it when i finally began to recognize those things towards the, the that third year of when you know mm-hmm. he and ray were let go that's when that true energy began to be exuded of the confidence that i know i can do this thing at a high level mm-hmm. i don't know how i can go and i no longer had to use image vision of me i came up mm-hmm. with my own vision so now i'm checking chasing this huge or grander vision of what's possible for me so i became very confident in the way that i played the game brian mm-hmm. how much of that was jim johnson being open to your input saying hey look uh, you know i know this is what we do but i really thrive here i can do this for you i can do how open was he to suggesting because sometimes coaches are like hey we're doing it my way yeah well i, I think he saw and i didn't and it, it Put it this way. Initially, it wasn't that way. When he first came in, it was just like, we're going to do things this way. This is how we're going to call the defense. He had his way of doing things. But I think Jim recognized the athletic ability that I was gifted with and all the different ways that I can actually affect the ball game. And so he began to being dial up things and rearrange things for me. He kept always would tell me basically to push the envelope. I want you to push the envelope in practice. So that's what I began to do, really push the envelope to see how far I can go, how far I can disguise one way or run the other way and, you know, show hard one way. The offensive line checks my way that I'm running out over the the, the left hash and I'm still able to get over top Bobby or Troy on, on that side of the field. So he really began to trust all those things. And so what that did for me, though, is it, it really put me in a place that when when preparation came from at the beginning of the day, and we come in with the game plan. I'm looking at, okay, so how am I going to be used this week? 
And as I go into practice, I'm looking at, okay, so how, how can I, how can I sharpen up what he just gave me? Mm. How can I make this? I know what he wants. I know the, the, the defensive scheme, how, how, how it can work. And it probably will work well that way. But if I do it this way, I can have more success. Or, or if I do it this way, it'll probably come out a little bit better than what was pre- previously described for me. So that was the creativity I was blessed to, to, to have been given by Jim, that he wanted me to do that. And he wanted me to bring those results to him. So at some point during the week, and it's not all the time, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I wrote the playbook. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that he allowed me to have some input into how that some of the things were done with the secondary and some of the calls. And that, again, that that really energized me to really be a part of something special that we were, you know, blessed to be one of the best defenses over the duration of his career there. So what he's saying is, as an offensive lineman, we would check. Like, he's the, he's the free safety. He's supposed to be deep, but he lines up over me at the left tackle. I'm like, what is he doing here? So we got to respect him and slide the line left to pick him up. And at the snap of the ball, he's fast enough to run all the way over and get to that deep third over there and cover over the top for the corner where he's supposed to be at. So that messes us all up. They send a blessing from somewhere else. And that's one of the things that he did. His, he didn't get, he didn't necessarily get his name right. uh, written on the tack or the tackle or whatever else, but it's because of him that it happened because he's over here making us put our call over there instead of being where he's supposed to be. Wow. Yeah. Doc, there's there's a there's a video clip that comes up periodically on social media, and 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 I love it every time I see it. And I sent it to you earlier this year, and you said, "Oh yeah, I saw this." Takeo Spikes is sitting down doing an interview with somebody, and Takeo's telling the story about how during a game, I believe it was against the Packers, where you looked at him and said, "I'm gonna take his soul," and Takeo's like, "What?" What? And, and he saw you hit somebody. He said, "I want some of that." <laughs> you know? Can you can you tell that story? I mean, every time I see it, it's like the first time I've seen it. I sit there. I said, "That's the B dog I know." <laughs> so me and Degon, you know me. I'm a, I'm a, all of you know. I'm a spiritual yeah. individual. I'm blessed, yeah. and the Lord has blessed me to understand some things. So when I say soul, what I mean is that all of us have a soul, and that's that's your mind, your will, and your emotions your mind, your will, and your emotions. So when I say I'm going to take this person's soul, that means that I'm, <laughs> that means that I'm going to be in your, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do something on the field to change your mind, to inflict your will, right? <laughs> and inflict something in your emotions. So I'm going to have you thinking about me. So that's what I was meaning. So when I go out and I hit somebody and I was, I was, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I put something on the cat. I was, you know, able to get over there and put something <laughs> on him, right? So in my mind now, for the rest of the game, if there's a high ball especially, that that person is more than likely thinking about where's 20 or I better get my hands down. I, I can't lay out or I can't stretch quite as wide as I did in that first catch because there might be number 20 around us. So that's that's what I meant when I said that. Well, looking at, you know, looking at this year in the draft, man, and, and, and understanding, you know, the needs of the Eagles right now, we usually have a safety back. We've been trying to replace you for years, and we haven't been able to do it. You know, we've been trying, trying our best to get another safety that plays not even at your caliber, but at least around there, you know, 
where where are they right now as far as what you see at the safety position right now? I mean, do you like what they have going on right now? Wow. Oh my God. When wow. you think about when you think about when I think I'm I'm trying to remember his name. That's why I paused that long. Um okay. I think uh, when Blankenship came in, yeah, Reed, Reed Blankenship. Yes. Reed, yep. when he came in, you saw that he has some playmaking ability in it. Yes, he does. Right? Yep. You, you saw that. Um, you know, one of the things that I was extremely um surprised with the way that he did it was against Green Bay when he was got that interception. So people don't, yeah. when you look at that interception from someone who's played the position, I'm looking at what's potentially going through this rookie's mind in that situation. So someone who is not um, mature enough of thought would just jump in real quick and you know hit, maybe get there too fast. Instead, he watched the quarterback, waited and baited, mm. and let him think it was open. And then he switched it and went and picked it. Again, that's not something that the average cat will do, right? When you're in there for the first time, your nerves get into you. Maybe you just want to, you don't want to make mistakes. I know I was like that anyway. Mm. And so to see him be able to do that. And the other thing that I saw that he was a pretty sure tackler. So that's, that's number one for me that are you a, a sure, a sure tackler. So there's going to be some competition around this, uh, these different, um, people that are going to come in for these positions. So it's hard to say if they have what, they need in-house right now because again i'm not at practice i don't see these guys but we'll find out in this training camp during the draft as well i believe i believe they'll draft some safeties as well during with some of those picks yep to have a, a, a tremendous um amount of competition in that back end mm. brian there's certain positions now that for whatever reason it's almost become i don't want to say taboo but you don't see very many running backs you know linebackers at, at certain times safety for example that, that maybe teams don't value taking them high. Where do, where do you stand on that kind of thing? Wow. Well, teams do value the position depending on how the position is played by the individual. Mm-hmm. So put it this way. If I played in today's NFL, people always say I can't play in today's. I would have. I still would have gotten fine. Absolutely, I would have gotten fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> But when you can add so much, and here's how I always looked at the safety position, the way that I play, I was blessed to play it, is I was not just good at one thing. It's, um, um, it's, I worked on so many different things. I worked on pass rush moves. I worked on um, getting the ball out, causing fumbles. So I worked on so many different ways to be a, a, a game changer. So that's how I see the safety position. So when mm-hmm. you look at game changers, so you don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are uh, still um, happy jumping out of their seat that they were able to get Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yep. Right. Minka. Minka. Right. You don't think that they love to have a Minka in, in the backfield, knowing what he can do, the versatility. So that type of individual, I call them chess pieces, are very, are very uh, influential in how a defensive game plan can be put together and the different ways a defensive coordinator can do things because you have a guy. I mean, we, we had someone last year, I know uh, the, I guess he and the fans are in a outs with one another now because he's going to Detroit. CJ, GJ. CJ yeah. was that. Like, yeah. you, you can say whatever you want to say with, with some of the things that are going on as far as this offseason is concerned. But he was, a, he was a chess piece. You can move him all over the field. He was not just good at getting interceptions. Yeah, he could 
be better at open field tackle. I would say that he missed too many tackles in my opinion, but there's things that he added to the table that it made your job easier as a defensive coordinator, having this dude versatile enough to do all of these things, cover the slot, cover a wide out if you blitz, uh, mm-hmm. if you blitz your corner, all of those different things. So again, to have someone like that, you always want to have that chess piece. And I believe that there are guys out there uh, and um, they will get paid accordingly. Buda Baker. Buda. Oh, yeah. Buda Baker. Yeah. Another one. Doc, what do you think about Jalen Hurts temporarily being now the highest paid player in the National Football League? We know in the immediate future, Justin Herbert and a Joe Burrow are going to leapfrog past him. But Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in his young NFL career. He's still emerging. and He's already the highest paid player in the game. Yeah. First of all, I'm, I'm happy for him. Like yeah. bravo, to, bravo to that young man is sticking out so through some of the, the foolishness he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. with him when he first got into the league the Eagles should not have drafted him. If, if if we had have listened to all of the negative things that were mm-hmm. said about him why are you drafting him mm-hmm. there's no way you should be drafting him that's a wasted pick this is what you're hearing when he was battling Carson for the position he should not even be on the field why would you give that right so all of these things and he battled through all of those things so the, the thing that I, I've said it here on on your show and I've said it before is that I, I love the fighter in him. Mm-hmm. I always love the fight. I love that mentality, that strong mentality that he has to be able to take a situation that some people maybe have crumbled in, going all the way back to Alabama, mm-hmm. getting up, up, supplanted in the national. Are you serious? The national championship game, right? Mm-hmm. And then going somewhere else, listening to some of the things that Nick told him to do to get better. He got better, went to Oklahoma, came second in Heisman. So you, you have a young man that constantly finds himself in sometimes places that not everybody wants to be, but he constantly keeps the same mentality that I'm going to work. I'm mm-hmm. going to get better. I'm going to do the right thing by mm-hmm. saying the right things in front of the camera. I'm, n- I'm not going to um, disappoint or embarrass my teammates, mm-hmm. my family, right? He constantly does those things. So now you have him coming to a, a Philadelphia, gotten better in this past year. So he deserves this. He's earned it. Mm-hmm. This is this is not something that's been given to him. He's earned it. Yeah, it, it's remarkable, yeah. Brian. For I know how I was at twenty four to see as laser focused as this guy is. That's half the battle, isn't it? I mean, you see so many other teams, whether it's a quarterback or somebody else, that guys just aren't ready maturity wise but he comes right in yes and, and, and here's the other thing i would love to see and i don't and because i'm not there i don't i maybe i just don't see it as much i just don't hear them hear, hear about it enough you heard about a little bit of it going into the super bowl but one of the main reasons that jalen is the the young man that he is is because of the father that he had in his house not at all because he had that man in that household that was teaching him how to deal with some of these things early on in his life. So those are principles that were learned in the household by having a present father in the household. So to me, that's a tremendous story, man. Like that in itself, to have that, to have his father to be a high school coach and to, to, to teach him all of these principles. So it's not, it's not a coincidence that he's coachable. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence that he has a, um, he has a, a, a the ability to take in the uh, take in the good that you're saying, even if you're you know, kind of getting at him a little bit, mm-hmm. take in the good, 
and spit out the bad, right? There, there's yeah. no coincidences of those mm. things. He's disciplined. There's no, there's no coincidence he's a disciplined individual. Mm. All of these things. So again, that's one of the things, in my opinion, that needs to be talked about a whole lot more. The significance of him having that godly man in the household blessing him the way that he did. Doc, I, I got to ask you about this just to get away from football for a moment. I can still remember when the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation was just a vision. I remember you talking to a lot of us about coming on board and seeing the vision that you have for this foundation. Now it's an established entity. How much has it grown? How many schools are you helping now? And how has, how, in other areas, how has the foundation branched off? Yeah. So we started off, you know, this talk in, in the, the, the mental health realm, yeah. pretty much. And I call it cerebral wellness. I don't call it mental health. There's too much negative connotations attached to it. So it's mm -hmm. the, the Brian Dawkins value packages. So right now, as of this year, we're in 27 high schools. Wow. Right? Um, a great majority of those are in Philadelphia. So we're all not only doing things in the cerebral wellness realm, we're also doing things in the financial, financial literacy realm, as well as blessings, especially in, in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, about, it's about 2000 young adults that we're, you know, being blessed to be able to, to speak into right now with these programs. And so again, that's, <laughs> coming from where we came from yep. we only had i think maybe five schools at yep. the beginning so now we have up to about 25 schools that are participating in this like yes this is something that has been a tremendous blessing to so many individuals with the mm -hmm. with some of the programs that we're adding uh with the young ambassadors programs and, and the like some of those things that are that are yet to come to fruition but are in the works of how we can continue to pour into these young people mm -hmm. to allow them to see that like there is a way that you can help mitigate your emotions and your feelings like you're, you're just because i'm feeling a thing does not make that thing like real just it's not true i may feel a thing but it's not true and I, i'm not the failure i'm not the setback so having that strong mind developing that strong mind matter of fact some similar thing that we talked about when i was talking about uh, jalen hurts being able to understand the things that you can control those things that you can't control and those types of, mm -hmm. of things it's extremely important to teach these young people because the earlier that you can learn it the better off that you will be as a as, as an adult mm. how much better off are we society or take it specific to the nfl with that with the cerebral awareness th than we were when you first broke in in 96 so we've is no longer a taboo subject um like it used to be yeah it's no longer to that point it still is don't get me wrong there's still going to be you're still going to have individuals that um think that if you are dealing with your emotions that you're a weak person that's the listen mm -hmm. you're not everybody's not going to come into that realm of understanding that um, we all have our issues and we all deal with different things in different ways but i think in today's society that is more openly talked about and there's now more resources available that's the more that's the most mm -hmm. important thing because back in the day you may have not talked about it then they talked about it a little bit and now we're actually doing things about it so that's the important thing, doing the things or knowing that there's things to be done and then implementing those plans to help people. Mm. How's your relationship with the Eagles and, you know, and, and you know, looking like uh, to me, I, you know, Mr. Lurie, I, I feel as though I can go talk to him right now. Hey, man, 
I, I need such and such and such help. I mean, could you help me out? For me, I think he would been over back from what's your relationship with them? No, it's always been a good relationship. Right, even, right. even when I even when I left on the terms that I left, like I, I still knew that this was a the Eagles organization was a place that if I needed something, if I needed to um bring something by somebody or something like that, that I can always have an ear to listen to the things right, that, are, right. that are going on with me. So um, I'm very appreciative to have been blessed to play up under the uh, the headship of uh, Mr. Lurie, of Jeff. How, uh, I just curious, were you at the Super Bowl, Brian, and how, I'm talking about the most recent one mm-hmm. for the Eagles last year. And if not, if you're watching it at home, how how tough is it for you to just sit there as a fan when you know you can't ultimately control the outcome of that? Are you just crazed during games? Or are you good no, to go I'm, to you pretty I'm, chill? I'm past that. Okay. I'm past that. Like, mm-hmm. I've, 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 I've been out of the game long enough. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I still get intense. You st- mm-hmm. I still see situations and circumstances and down and distance and personnel. I still read, kind of reading those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, at, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I recognize that my, t- my time has passed, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look at the game to enjoy it. But again, I still look at it from a X's and O's situation, circumstances situation to see um, the adjustments that are made by those different individuals that we didn't do a great job of adjusting in, in the second half as a, as a defense. And so I, I look at those things and pay attention to them. It is right. tough, man. It is. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, you, you see this Emmy Blitz coming. You see him coming. Somebody take the hot. Who's running the hot? I'm, I'm, it drives me crazy sometimes, yeah. bro. <laughs> hey, dog. Okay, it's the eve of the 2023 NFL draft. Put your draft hat on. We were debating it as well as everybody across this region, across the country. Eagles going defense. Wait, should the Eagles go offensive defense in this draft? And if you go defense, what position? For me, if you go, if you go defense, if you go defense, and I think they more than likely will with the pick. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the the Eagles have done a good job of um, for a number of years now is having that strong rotation up front mm-hmm. of keeping guys fresh on the field so that they can constantly consistently get off of the get, get after the quarterback. And so I think and believe that that could be a space that they add depth to if they find the right individual, right? But at the same time, if that does not come to fruition and you don't have a guy that you are sitting like just head and shoulders above the other picks, mm-hmm. then in the secondary, to continue to beef up that secondary, especially on that back end, to get you somebody back there in the back that you are um, sure that can do all of the things that I talked about, to be that weapon on the field in every aspect of playing a game of football, I think that that could be a way as well. Mm. But anyway, to be honest with you, every any level that they choose, like they can use help on every level. The second the corners might not be the, the space that they need to go because as I think about it, that you just re-upped um, a lot of the guys from last year. So you're pretty solid there. Mm-hmm. But at the linebacker position up front to keep that rotation, especially because you're so young in the secondary to get some more competition back there. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Mm. All right, Brian, where can I know that I think the event, correct me if I'm wrong, is sold out, but can people still give? Can they still donate to the uh, the, the Stoltfus structures? Brian Dawkins driving impact celebrity golf tournament presented by E and E general contracting. 
May 1st and 2nd, the event, the golf is, is the 2nd, and it's at Penn Oak. So is there any way that people can still talk? Yeah. Right? So I believe the soiree is still available. Tickets okay. for that. And that's to yeah. hang out and trip out with us and see us trip out with one another <laughs> and, and have a good time there. That's going to be like that's, – that's, that's one of the things I love the most about doing the, the golf tournament, to be honest with you, to see yeah. the locker, to see the locker room again. That was a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you, as a fan, you get a chance to step in that room into that locker room atmosphere with us and trip out with us as well. So I, and again, and I believe that there's still some tickets available when it comes to that, the soiree. And I would love for you to, to come out to have a good time with us. And also uh, make sure you go to the uh, BrianDawkins.com um, and it'll show you straight to the way to look at the, the silent options. So we have some things going on there and some very, actually some, some very robust things this year. So I think it was like a week's stay in Tuscany or something like that. Ooh, know, that's okay. one of the, yeah. So it's, yeah. So we got some stuff on there and I think there, I think there's a trip down here to uh, Disney. When I say down here, that's in here, down here in Florida, yeah. you know, and, and there may be a chance of me and that group of people, you know, teaming up for lunch or something like that. Okay, nice. Just throw that out there. Yeah. Liking that. Liking there's some, that. But there's some other, a lot of, a lot of great potential uh, op options for people in different realms of eating, whether it's eating, whether it be sports, whatever it is. I think we have it for you. Mm. All right, Brian. Well, listen, we always appreciate you uh, sharing Thank a couple you, of minutes with us, man, yeah. and always good catching up with you. And uh, I, I know we'll, you'll keep crushing it with with everything you're doing the service that you're doing. We appreciate a couple minutes, man. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Great Brian Dawkins. All right, uh, guys, that was great. That was awesome. Uh, let's get a timeout in here. We're, we're, uh, we'll get caught up. We'll be all good. We got Sal Pal coming, man. This The hits keep coming, baby. Sal Pal Antonio coming up in a little bit, but let's hit a timeout. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling here on Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett and Rob. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a scary proposition, right? But I can tell you from personal experience that Jim Murray is someone that I trust, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help setting up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. I also love the fact that he is an, an just a resource. Anytime you have any questions, he's there to answer them. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him as well, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray.jim at principal.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hope you're doing well out there. We'll be joined in about 10 minutes by Sal Palantonio from ESPN. Sal is stationed uh, as we speak uh, in Carolina. Of course, that's where you put the uh, the numero uno, baby. You put the number one mm. guy in the place where the number one pick's about to happen, but he'll be at Bank of America Stadium uh, joining us shortly. Who? uh discuss Carolina Panthers. We just wrapped and, things up with Brian Dawkins. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and when Sal comes up, I got some breaking news. So I'm going to save it for when Sal comes up. Oh, look at you, man. Because okay. it's, it's well-deserved. Oh, great. All yeah. right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Sal will be joining us momentarily. So let me quick squeeze this in, guys. Joel Embiid did not practice again today. Uh, he's obviously dealing with that knee issue, the LCL sprain that he has. He did stationary shooting, meaning, you know, hitting a couple jump shots, but he's not moving around, not practicing with the team. They're taking it slow. Uh, Doc Rivers said, uh, I think the quote was, it did not hurt us that Boston lost last night, which is the understatement of the century. Yeah. So uh, that buys right. the Sixers a little bit more time. <laughs> Very cool there. Um, so not, not, we didn't expect that. I mean, it's kind of what we thought today uh, that he wasn't going to be practicing. They got to take it easy and take it slow uh, with him. But, if you didn't hear earlier, so the Hawks winning last night means the Hawks and the Celtics play tomorrow night in Atlanta, which, you know, pushes back the the start date uh, to Monday, basically, for the Sixers in their second round with whomever they play. You know, hey, let's uh, – it's been a weird playoff so far. Maybe Atlanta upsets Boston. How about that? Let's take it that far. You never know. Okay, right? stop, 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 stop. I didn't say I knew, that. I knew you were going to reel me in. As uh, I, yeah, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't predict okay. that. That wasn't no, my Barrett did call last night's game. I, like, <laughs> Although I shouldn't say anything because nobody thought Miami would be up 3-1 on the Bucks right now. So who knows? 
That is and crazy, when, though. And when That's you look crazy. at the way and the way Miami beat them without key personnel, number one, and look at how some of these games have been finishing, these unpredictable finishes in games. Hey, this year, anything's possible in the NBA playoffs, man. Yep. Now you got that right. So uh, that's where we are with the Sixers. And then just quickly, uh, a minute here on the Phillies. They lose last night 5-3 to three to the Mariners. This has been the story for a lot of this year. Phillies pitchers are cruising for about four innings, and then they have the, the implosion inning. And that's what happened last night. Bailey Falter had a bad inning. They end up losing 5-3. to three. It wasn't just Bailey Falter. The offense couldn't get a whole lot going either. Uh, big question is, should he have come out in the sixth inning last night? He struggled in the fifth. Rob Thompson went with him. Uh, Trey Turner had a tough night, 0 for 4, three strikeouts. He's 6 for his last 35. Uh, good news is Ranger Suarez will uh, throw a rehab game tomorrow. Mm. They're looking at about three or four rehab games. Then he's going to be back, barring any kind of setbacks. And Bryce Harper took BP again, and he's running the bases now, and he's practicing sliding feet first. So they're going to take it. He'll go out to L.A., He'll interview with his or interview. He'll talk to his doctor, consult with his doctor who did the surgery. If the doctor signs off, Rob Thompson said he will be DHing if he gets the sign off from his doctor. Ooh. You could be seeing Bryce Harper by like the first week of May. Ooh. Yes. Yes. And not a, and not a moment too late. Yeah. Let's just say. <laughs> because the, the, the inconsistency, I'm, I'm sitting and watching some of the game. I'm like, why the Phillies playing down to this team again? I know. Why? I know. We talked about that too, man. It it's frustrating. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, they're they're eleven and thirteen on the season. You have the firepower to 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 play any brand of baseball that you want. You can play yes. small ball. You can play long ball. I mean, what is going on? I know. I just don't understand it. I know there's a lot of inconsistencies when it comes to baseball. You know, like you say, I'd go crazy playing yeah. at this level, man. I would, man. Mm-hmm. It's a mental game. It's such yeah. a mental game. It's, yeah. it's so much more mental than, you know, going out there and just, you know what I'm saying, cross-body blocking a guy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's crazy. No doubt. See, no doubt. see, they need to have the mentality of Tampa. Tampa's just out there crushing people. Oh, they haven't day. lost at home. No. They're, what, 20-4 and four or 21-4, and four, something like I'm that? I'm sorry. They have one loss at home. That's it. They're 14-1, and one and they're 20-4 and four on the season. Insane. Insane. And look at the runs they've, they pushed across already. Yeah. In yeah, 24 they're, games. They're ridiculous. Their run differential, Derek, is plus 88 yes. through 24 games. You, you, that, still that in April. You just, you're killing people. Yes. You're killing people. And you're still in April. It's, yeah. <laughs> Unbe- unbelievable. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. Let, let's uh, let's talk. Gunner's got a surprise, which is a little breaking news for us. And we're going to talk to South news. Antonio when we You know, back. when we say breaking news, we need to have a special music for breaking news. Yeah, yes. some kind of alert. Yeah. We could have sponsored, I think, right? Oh, <laughs> Let's be back. Sal Powell's going to join us. Don't go anywhere. Derek Barrett, Rob, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Talking about proactive restoration. Yes, you have a home. You have a business. You have a property that you own. You go through the the inconvenience and and the pain, the heartache of smoke, fire, mold damage. You're not sure who to turn to. Proaction Restoration are the folks that will deliver for you. They are on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. in we are sports take jacob sports youtube network that's derek that's barrett i am rob thrilled to keep it rolling this show has been on fire and it is about to get we're going to add some gas to it right now senior nfl reporter and correspondent from espn and look at <laughs> look at that view look at where we are right now look at South look at antonio doing his thing at bank of america stadium as he is stationed stationed for that number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. What's up, Sal? Oh, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. You know, when you come down south, you get some great hospitality. You know that. That's I'm right. Some great That's hospitality right. in Charlotte. Yeah, they're taking good care of me here. We just had a one-on-one -on -one interview with the GM, Scott Fitter, to talk about the number one overall pick and just did a live shot for Sports Center. And so I thought I would stop by on Sports Take with you guys just a little bit. Appreciate you. Appreciate right, you. Right. Now, now, before we talk football, breaking news, as I promised. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. This just in. Sal Palantonio is the 2023 recipient of the Dick Vermeil Lifetime Achievement Award to be given to him on November 1st at the Otho Davis Dinner. Sal will now join legendary... Dignitaries, Ray Dinger, and Merrill Reese. 
Congratulations, my brother. Yeah. All right. Well All right. What are we talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, to be on a be on a list with those gentlemen, uh, Dave Montgomery, Gary Dorsheimer, the great surgeon for the Flyers, got that award. I mean, you know, that's a pretty good list to be on. Pretty good list. Congrats. Well, yeah, that's well awesome. deserved. No yes. question well deserved. about it. Very well deserved. So. I'm emotional right now. The gunner's tearing up. This doesn't happen no, often. No. But here's the deal now. The only way I'm going to receive this award is if you three gentlemen are going to be sitting at one of the tables that we have as our guests. Ooh. Absolutely. Ooh. Get, us in. Get us in. Deal. Yep. <laughs> You're done. There'll be, a, there'll be a nameplate right there. Thank That's you. what I'm talking I'm about. There. Appreciate the I invite. Yes, that, that works. Appreciate it, Sal. Uh, all right, let's start with give us the feel, Sal. You're down there, man. And when there, there's been, I think for a while it was, oh, it's a lock. It's Bryce Young. Will Levis suddenly came out of nowhere. There's still CJ Stroud. What's your sense down there in Carolina? What, that you're, you know, my sense is that they, uh, they're, they're settled on Bryce Young. They aren't making that announcement until on the clock. Uh, all that kind of information is embargoed for us. We're not allowed to report that kind of stuff. Uh, who exactly is the pick, and for good reason. You want a little bit of drama when the Panthers are on the clock. So they won't reveal it until they're on the clock. But Bryce Young, to me, is the most NFL-ready quarterback uh, in this draft. Uh, he has gotten high marks on the cognitive tests. When we studied him for the NFL matchup show, you could just tell he has got great ball placement. Uh, you could see that he has great a great degree of pre-snap reading ability. He gets in and out of the huddle quickly. Great command, great presence, great charisma. He's hit it out of the park in conversations with the head coach, Frank Reich, who we, we know, uh, and David Tepper, the owner, Scott Fitterer. You know, he's hit it out of the park with those interviews. So I would be shocked if it's anybody but Bryce Young. The real issue, uh, you know, let's keep it real. You know, we are in Philly. Or I'm not. You guys are. But this is a Philly show. Let's keep it real. He's 5'10", a buck 80. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you. So, uh, and I talked to Scott Fitter about this and it was just on SportsCenter. You can do stuff nutritionally. You can get that lower body strength built up. But he's not Jalen Hurts. You know, they're not going to be sticking his head in there on fourth and one to try to get the extra yardage and the first down. They won't be doing that tush push, as we like to call it, with right. Bryce Young. <laughs> He's not, not as big and strong as Jalen Hurts, no question about it. And as far as I can tell, he's not doesn't have the arm strength or the body strength really to do what Jalen Hurts does. I think what you'll see, when they got Miles Sanders here, if you remember when Fitterer was the director of college scouting in 2012, when the Seahawks picked Russell Wilson. Now, of course, there's a big caveat. They picked Russell Wilson in the third round, not with the yep. first overall pick. They had just picked Bruce Irvin and Bobby Wagner, and then they picked Russell Wilson. But the model in 2012, and they went to the playoffs with him as a rookie, was he only threw the ball 24 times a game. They led the NFL in rushing attempts, and they led the NFL with the Legion of Boom in uh, points allowed that year. So I think that's the model. You run the ball. You don't let them throw it too much. You play good defense. They got to go from 7-10 and 10 to 10-7 and 7 somehow yep. and make the playoffs. Hey, Sal, do you think Carolina is the perfect landing spot for, for Bryce when you take into consideration 
that Frank Wright is there to be his mentor. And Frank Wright has such a good history in terms of grooming young quarterbacks. Right. And they also have Jim Caldwell who yep. coached Peyton Manning. They also got Josh McCown, who's a great, you know, energetic sort of teacher. Uh, and then of course, Andy Dalton's on the roster. So, but listen, Hey, D gun, you take four picks and you trade away your number one wide receiver to go yep. get Bryce Young, you got to plug him in and play, and he's got to perform right away. Yeah, you know, as <laughs> you know, training wheels off. Put him in there. He's got to go. He's got to go in, man. And when you look at how Frank is going to approach this situation, great, great running game, defense. This is the making in a piss. I'm, not, I'm sorry, a poor division that they're in they're gonna have some success man <laughs> poor well, yeah yeah it's the worst division in the nfl and they got to go from seven and ten to ten and seven they got to flip the script on three games they were under 500 in their division last year so they got to win some games right here bank of america stadium right behind me they got they got to go seven six or seven wins at home and then steal a game on the road uh, sweep Atlanta, not too tough to do. Sweep uh, maybe New Orleans, or at least go one on one in New Orleans, one on one against Tampa, and then uh, and then steal some games on the road, get ten wins. Mm. You can win the division. But enough yep. talk about the Carolina Panthers. I mean, really, <laughs> you had Brian Dawkins in there. We can't be talking about the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> the only thing I remember about Carolina is 2017. No Fletcher Cox. Thursday night football. Yeah. Eagles came in here and beat the Panthers. Remember that? Nigel yes, Bradham game. Bradham yes, was right. huge. The Nigel Bradham, Bradham yes. game, Barrett Brooks. You are correct, <laughs> my right. man. That's well, right. Sal, let's go there, man. Uh, either whether it's 10 or they move up or they move back, they're sitting there at 10 and 30. And, boy, you know, I mean, you know from, from the, the talk in the city, there's a lot of Bijan's theme here. That could just be here. What what's your sense of what they're gonna do here? Uh at 10, move back up. What do you what do you think? Well, I either I think there's a lot of conversation not only in Philadelphia about Bijan, but around the league that the Eagles will in fact take him at number 10 if mm. he's available and there are other players who are not. Um, but there's a lot that could happen between one and ten and put them in a position of, all right, is it Jalen Carter or B. John Robinson or an edge mm -hmm. rusher or, or one of the two offensive linemen that could be there? They've got a decision to make. Um, and everybody that I have talked to says B. John Robinson is a can't-miss player. The problem is, do you take a running back when you've never done that in the first round? No history of doing that. I don't know if they pull the trigger on it. I really don't. I would like to see him do it. I would. I think he has the highest grade. You know, if you look, you know, we've all looked at our lads, right? Our yeah. lads has always been my Bible. You look at our lads, he has the highest scouting grade of any, excuse me, skill position player in this draft. Mm -hmm. Higher than Bryce Young, higher than any of the wide receivers or tight ends. Number one of any running back, higher than C.J. Stroud. Number mm. one grade 
among all skilled position players. Yeah, that, mm. that's uh, it's pretty mm. interesting, Sal. We know how he's unpredictable. We know they zig and zag and all that stuff. Any shot you're hearing anything that he may try and get up to maybe get a Jalen Carter, something like that? Could he fall that far? Is that possible? I don't think that they will. I think they're, they only have six picks, right, Rob? Yeah. Yes. So I think they're one of the teams that is interested in getting more picks. I don't think that they trade out of 10 if Robinson's there. I don't think they could take the heat of that. If they pass on Robinson by trading out and Robinson turns out to be, you know, a great, great running back, they'll never hear the end of it. It's a Justin Jefferson situation, in my mm. view. Mm. Right? Yes. yes. They got yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, has, it, it has a lot of that feel to it. Uh, you're right. right? And, and you yeah, always but Jefferson was lower. It was eight. There was 18, yeah. not 10. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, and I, I tell you, they, they could get into a lot. They're going to get to a, a real PR mess. I think if Robinson's there and they trade out and don't take Robinson. Interesting. Sal, you sent me a, a, an email on Sunday with a chart and it talks about what a hit is and it broke down percentages of players drafted. And you said, according to you, and I want to quote it verbatim, you said Eagles must draft a pass rusher in the first round. Can you explain the chart and why you feel it's imperative they get a, a pass rusher? Well, if you look at the chart, yeah. defensive end edge rusher is the number one overall position taken in the last five years. It's yep. got the highest number of hits and the highest number of misses. So – uh, to me, it's hard to find them, and if you can get one, you absolutely have to get one. And and mm. I look at this Eagles team, I look at the age of their pass rushers, I look at the fact that, all right, they were one stop away from winning Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Yep. They need a pass rusher, whether that's an interior pass rusher, a disruptive force who can rush up the middle like Jalen Carter, or an edge rusher. Now let's go through the Jalen Carter situation and let's make the issue of his off the field problems, mutually exclusive. Okay. From evaluating Jalen Carter, you should take him. But the problem is what do you do with Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox? Then mm, mm. Never thought Jalen Carter is going to play day yeah. one. All right. That means you're going to rotate Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. And that means at some point in both Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter's careers, you have to make a decision about paying one or the other. You're not going to pay them both. Mm -hmm. You're not going to pay them both back to back, right? Hard to do, right? Yeah. Two defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In consecutive years, which would be a major commitment. Yeah. Major commitment at one position. Mm-hmm. Hard hard to do that. Really hard. And I go back and I look at Jordan Davis. I don't know why he only played 10 snaps in the Super Bowl when they oh, couldn't man. get a defensive stop. He couldn't get on the field against Kansas City. Why? Hmm. Was it bad rotation? They forgot about him. They didn't think it was a good matchup. Uh, what wow. was it? <clears throat> yeah. Or have they soured on him that quickly? I mean, boy, that's quick if you did. Uh, yeah. No one has asked that question. Why? 
why was he on the bench for most of the Super Bowl? 90% mm. of it. Yeah. So great question. If, so the question becomes, if you're drafting Jalen Carter at 10, what's wrong with Jordan Davis, who you just yep. picked in the first round? Yep. So I don't know. That's a, wrong. That, yeah. That's a, well, right afterwards, at the same <laughs> yeah. position from the same college program. I don't know. Mm. Hard to justify that. And then yeah. you have to pay him. So then it's hard to trade Jordan Davis. Hey, well, I want to trade Jordan Davis to in Cincinnati. Let's take Cincinnati out of thin air. Well, what's wrong with Jordan Davis that you picked Jalen Carter? Yeah, everybody, mm. everybody knows there's a tell there. And, and and what do you for where you took him, Sal, you're getting pennies on the dollar. You know, in a in a further trade, if you wield him, you know, this past year. Yeah, so I think it's hard to, tr- I think it's hard to draft Jalen Carter, from that perspective. But they need a disruptive force, a guy mm-hmm. who's a penetrator, who gets after the quarterback. In my view, I think Jalen Carter is already better than Jordan Davis. Don't you? Mm. I agree. Yeah. So I, I will counter with this, though. I will say. I agree with you 100%, but look at what Washington did in consecutive years. They drafted those two D tackles in consecutive years, and as porous as that Washington defense has been, they have been the cornerstone of that defense, Um, those two D tackles. I think they're the best one-two combination as of right now in the NFL among D tackles. Um, And they get – Hold on, on, Diga. Yeah. Diga, I'm going to check my watch and see when the Washington commanders – uh, made the playoffs the last time. <laughs> the, uh-uh. I That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just going to. No, 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 no. no, no. Wait, wait, do wait. You, oh, do you, oh do you no, it's like, not on you, there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you not like the D tackle Washington's a mess. Washington is an absolute mess. We don't want to be a mess. We don't want to be a mess. But did they not get it right putting those two players side by side? I don't want to be caught going viral comparing the Eagles to the Washington Commanders. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. I like being on this show. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God! Why? Well, right. uh, we'll go back. <laughs> oh, all right. So, which edge rusher would you pick? You got you got Vaness. You've got uh, to me. I'm a Nola Smith guy. I mean, to me, I think he's a logical pick for me, uh, considering the fact you know you got already a guy Hassan Reddick. You got a carbon copy on the other side, faster carbon copy. I just think, you know, I've seen Lloyd and Green work together in in in, in Pittsburgh. I see this kind of the same mix with those two. Right. So I'm not sure all the ones that you just mentioned that you would take any of them at 10. Okay. So um, I think uh, if you move down and could still get them, I think you would do that. I think clearly, you know, what from what I'm hearing, Howie Roseman's had numerous conversations about moving around in the first round because he wants to be nimble. Uh, I would be shocked, blown away, if they pick twice in the first round. I think they will pick mm-hmm. once, uh, and they probably will jump out at 30. Um, from what I'm hearing, they are talking to a number of teams Teams like the Rams, who I think want to move up. The Rams have 11 picks. Mm. Remember, the Eagles only have six picks. That's the fewest of any team in the NFC East. That's the tied for the fewest of any team in the NFC. 
They wow. don't pick in rounds, I believe, four, five, mm-hmm. and six right six. now. That's right? correct. Yep. yep. Right? So they want extra picks. So the Rams have 11. The Rams pick 30 at 36 overall in the second round. I could see them trading with the Rams. I don't know if you want to help the Rams. I could see them trading with the Panthers with this team right here. If you want to move all the way to 39, the problem is the Panthers are the other team with only six picks. And I don't know what the Panthers can offer them. The Seahawks are another team. The Patriots pick at 46. They may want to go up to 30. And they have a lot of picks. They have 10. And I could see them trading with the Patriots. Howie Roseman has done more trades in the Mm -hmm. first round in the last five years than any other GM, and most of them have been with the Patriots. And, Sal, to add to that, he also knows he's going to have a lot of ammunition next year with all these compensatory picks for the free agents they lost. So he knows he has some wiggle room, you know, next year if he wanted to move some of the picks they already own. I know you can't trade the compensatory picks, but he could could do some things. That wouldn't surprise me either if, if you're looking in those terms. But I got you. Like a team like the Rams makes a lot of sense. They want to get in the first round. They want to get up because they went, they did that all in thing and they're in a, they're in some trouble right now. The Rams. I think the Rams are a good spot. If you want to help the Rams. Uh, I think the Patriots are a good spot in the second round. The Panthers are a great spot, but I don't know what the Panthers could offer the Eagles, but I don't think the Eagles will pick at number 30. If they can help it. The other thing right. is cap wise, right? If you're gonna, if you're going to take a 10 after you just gave Jalen the contract, can you take two guys in the first round and then have to pay them? Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, right, listen, so. we know you're up against it. We got to let you roll. You got your live hits coming for, for ESPN. But first off, congratulations again. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and we always love when you hop on, Sal. We appreciate it. Thanks for a couple minutes. Thanks a lot, Sal. Okay. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Be good, it. brother. You Be got good, it. Brother. Okay. You got yep. it. Awesome. Very happy for Sal. That's good stuff, man. That's good Great stuff. stuff. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Otho Davis, Barrett, you know, uh, you, yes. you you were around the man. He is. That, that, a great that, guy, that, man. Yeah, he is. He was beloved. He really yeah. was. He was beloved. Yeah. Um, although, sure. although his, his, every time I came to the, the uh, every time I came into the, the, um, the room, he would say, uh, Brooksy, just take some of his ivory growth and, and, uh, and ice and get out of here. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be in the, um, to get treatment room. You know what I'm saying? I was a rookie. Oh, rookies can't come in here. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Special VIP for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said ibuprofen. Get out of here. That's Go. funny. <laughs> um, and I thought his, the 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 point about Jalen Carter is an interesting one. Um, and I get your counter, Derek. I get your counter. Like, to me, Sal's point was, what do you do with the three of them? I would say, with, with as much as the Eagles like to rotate, you can still justify it. If you if you want to get him, in other words, with Jalen and Jordan Davis and Fletcher, you can justify a rotation there with those three, I think, at least. But maybe he's looking at it like the team might, you know, in terms of giving, a, you know, a paying that position coming up in a couple of years, resources allotted to that position. Who knows? You you look at how they rotated their D tackles last year, which made them so effective because of that depth at the D tackle position. This team has told us you can't have enough D tackles. You can't have enough edge rushers. That's why they have so many active on their roster game in and game out. 
because of the mindset is if we keep our people fresher than your people in the fourth quarter, we have the psychological and physical advantage and energy advantage because your offensive line has been on that field the entire game going up against our guys who are playing 50% of the snaps or less. Was Fletcher Cox played play 65%, but for the most part, these guys were hovering around 50%, and that made them so effective. That's a big reason why they were able to accumulate the volume of sacks they, they accumulated last year. It's because their guys were hunting, you know, fresh meat in the fourth quarter compared to these offensive linemen with their hands on their knees walking to the line of scrimmage, dog tired at that point. You know, you lose, you get to a point, Barrett, and you tell me, you get to a point when you when you play offensive line that you're not always mentally sharp. There's one or two plays where you're not mentally right there because that fatigue fast factor sets in. And Bro, we don't get out, off the field, man. We, we're, no. The offensive line is the, you know, the offensive line quarterback um, are usually the only players that stay on the field the entire time. Right. You know but what I'm the, saying? But, they but the quarterback, yeah, but the quarterback doesn't take the push and pull that you guys do. Right, right, right. Every doggone play. So we play every single play of the offense. We don't get a guy to come in and, and relieve for us or anything like that. So, yes, fatigue is definitely an issue, a factor. Even though it's harder to play defensive line, over the long haul, it's more strenuous playing offensive line because you never get a break. You never have a NASCAR no. where you put, are right, we going to bring in the fast offensive line? No, yeah. it's just yeah. that offensive line is there, period, and you're going to be tired towards the end of the game. And that's just what football is. You know, you you just don't get that type of rest when you're an offensive lineman. Well, mm-hmm. I think the other thing that, that I, at least that perked my ears up that Sal said is, you know, it's not just the city of Philadelphia where we're, where we're doing the B. John Robinson thing. You know, it's nationally the people that he talks to and Sal talks to everybody in the league. I mean, literally talks to every team. They think if, if Bijan's there, the Eagles grab him. Yep. This thing could be real, guys. This thing could be real. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. How many hours, Rob? How many hours? Uh, is we're going to find out in 30 hours and four minutes and change, Derek Gunn. <laughs> there you go. Yes. What I'm talking about. Yes, that's Savant, that. man. What is wrong with him, man? What is wrong with him? You can't you can't contain him. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting that one. That was on the fly, that one. Um, yeah, but though, I mean, those two were uh look, that that, that was two things that, that, that caught my ear. He thinks it's definitely Bryce Young uh for the Panthers. I think I agree. I think everything else is just nonsense. The yeah. the wild card is Houston. Houston sitting at two. Do they go quarterback? Do they go Will Anderson? I mean, there's a lot of different ways that they could go, and with the hope that maybe that they can get back, you know, the quarterback later at, at twelve. What is it, twelve? Yeah, yeah, at twelve. Yep, that's it's a gamble, but if you don't love Stroud, and you don't, you know, you don't love Richardson or, or uh, Levis, then take the gamble and see what happens. I don't know. It works it works for me. It makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, all right, let's come back, guys, and we'll keep it rolling here with the NFL talk. We just wrapped things up with Sal Palantonio. Uh, Aaron Rodgers about to meet with the uh, with the New York media. Uh, Bengals, uh, Burrow news. Vikings, Jefferson news. Titans news. Uh, we'll give you some Levis odds. Niners. This one is really interesting. A, a possible trade that they explored or could still uh, explore. And uh, we'll look back at 40 years ago today, the 1983 NFL draft, which was filled with surprises and Hall of Famers and a lot of craziness. So we'll get into all of that 
when we return. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we're getting great weather right now, but when that summer hits and you get the winds and the storms and everything that goes along with it, you don't want to you don't want to wait till then. Get your trees evaluated now and you know if you have to do anything. Give their Facebook or Instagram page a look for a sampling of their work or more information. You give them a call as well. 610-850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at flintreeservices.com. That's flintreeservices.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
are back. We are Sports Take. It's been a uh, been a fun one so far. If you missed any of the program a little bit earlier, we had Brian Dawkins on. We had Sal Palantonio on. So if you missed any of that, you can just go to jacobsports.com or go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel, and you can catch the interviews in their entirety, the show in its entirety, if you're just hopping on with us. But uh, So a couple other things, guys, uh, to hit NFL-wise. Um, the commanders are declining the fifth-year option on Chase Young, which means he will be a free agent at the end of this season. Um, not really surprising, you know. Um, he, it's been injury plagued for him. He really wasn't able to come back last year. Um, he had the 2021 knee injury. Um, I, I think there's some questions in Washington about his commitment. Uh, in fairness to him, he had a very serious injury. Uh, he missed the final seven games of the 21 season. He ruptured his patellar tendon, causing a, you know, a longer recovery than they maybe anticipated. He returned for the final three games uh, in the 22 season. He did have five tackles, one quarterback hit. But uh, it doesn't mean he can't, he won't be back. But I think they're saying, you know, we, you need to prove it to us if you want to come back here that you're you're all in. What do you guys think about that? I think it's a wait and see season in terms of Washington. Um, and I don't blame them. You know, if you pick up his option now, that's a lot of money you're investing into a guy who, as you just said, had a very serious leg injury. Um, he's only 24. That's the plus. The negative is when you have that type of injury, you're always susceptible to having that thing again, you know. And I don't think right now, considering they're about to be under new ownership, new direction, I think this is a let's regroup and look at this situation as it evolves in 2023. Not to say they, they couldn't approach him uh, with a man contract somewhere in, in, in the season. If he has a phenomenal year, gets back to what he was as a rookie. But for right now, I think it's a sound business model to pull the reins back a little bit and, and go with the wait and see approach on him. You can't make the club in the tub. We're not worried. We're not saying anything about his potential. I mean, not even potential. What he can do when he's healthy. He's shown that he is one of the top defensive players um, in the NFL when he's healthy. But that when he's healthy, you know, you always got to preface every time you say something about him, then, you know, the best ability is availability. And if you're not available, you know, you really know teams aren't going to pay you for potential. They want to pay you for results. And he's not giving them the results at this point for the dollar amount he's going to try to um, he's going to get in the open market. Even though he, he they didn't pick up his option, he goes through this season. He makes the free agency. Somebody's going to pay him a whole heck of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A whole heck of a lot. Yeah, of money. for the position he plays, I mean, they get paid. And yep. he, you remember, he had a great rookie year. Um, you know, he came into the league and it looked like yep. wow. Now that that fifth year option would have paid him seventeen point two five for that fifth year option. Yeah. Uh, he was remember the the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. He had seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. One he took for a uh, for a touchdown, and he had twelve quarterback hits. It looked like he was just going to be a, a centerpiece here for them mm-hmm. for a very long time. So we'll see how he responds from that injury uh, this year. This is a big year for him, you know, certainly financially Huge big year, year for him yep. at the organization. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, in the process being introduced by the Jets. Uh, as we speak, he will wear number eight. We talked about that yesterday. He will not uh, wear that number twelve that Joe Namath, you know, told him he could wear. Um, 
<clears throat> the uh, trade has been announced officially, so that's a done deal. If there was any speculation, he rolled up to the Jets facility in a in a Jets hoodie. If anybody had any questions, <laughs> uh, so uh, he is officially a Jet, and the Packers, uh, you know, have have done the you know gratitude thing and thank you out the door and put a video together of him, you know, and all that good stuff. So everybody seems to have kissed and made up. Uh, Brian Gutenkunst, uh, the GM, said, quote, we wish Aaron nothing but success and look forward to welcoming him back to Green Bay in the future and celebrating his induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So everybody is uh, everybody's good at this point. And also, uh, Peyote Pete allegedly did them a favor by taking a tweak in his contract, which now gives Green Bay – Almost fourteen and a half million in cap space for this year, but what good does it do now? Any player that they wanted is basically gone. What's yeah. left on the market now is just filler material. Mm -hmm. So what good does it do to have fourteen and a half million in cap space right now? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Man? You, no, I'm laughing at you because you you sort of give off the vibe like, hey, I'm I'm just ready to move on and you know whatever, and it's Jordan Love time. But you <laughs> you still have a little bitterness there. Like the peyote Pete line was a little a little. A little, a, little, a, little, a little angry at Aaron. You are. And it, it makes me so mad because I just can't. I can't. I, I feel like your brother right now. I feel like I can't just just dig into you because you know, you just won't. You won't allow me that justice to just dig nope. into you, man. That's terrible nope. because I, I I tell you, you planned this stuff a long time ago. You've been setting this up a long time ago. You started this BS last year, bro. Oh no, I you started this like five years ago. <laughs> it drives it drives my cousin. One of my me and my brother's first cousins named Malcolm. He is like just Wisconsin sports period. I get it, you know. And see, in the, in the East Coast, when you look at cities like uh, New England, area Foxborough, Boston, New York, Philly, DC, Baltimore, they're hardcore. Right. They love you, and they're gonna rip you. See, in the Midwest, with teams like Chicago, the Green Bay's of Minnesota, if you don't reach a certain level they're frustrated but they ended with oh we had a good season no you didn't because you didn't get to where you're supposed to go no you didn't your team choked let's face it green bay has a history of choking since 2010 and my cousin hates to hear me say that you too hardcore you straight east coast now. no i'm a realist aaron Rodgers was like the modern day jesse james he held that franchise hostage for three years now i, I appreciate everything he did for the packers organization made me proud you know, put Green Bay on that pedestal. They were marquee team five, six times a year, primetime game. But the dude held a team hostage the last three years and cost him a lot of unnecessary grief. And you know what? Go to New York, do what you're going to do. I hope your team finishes eight and nine. <laughs> I appreciate your bitterness. Wow. Yeah, it's very Philadelphia-esque. I, I appreciate wow. it. Yes. Uh, um, I, I, 30, uh, 31 to seven asks, uh, Rob, do you think that the Eagles would draft, uh, Tyree Wilson? Uh, I think they would 31 mm -hmm. to seven, but I don't think he's going to be there. No, he won't uh, be at there. 10. I think mm -hmm. he's going to be gone. I, I don't, I'd be really surprised. Look, I, I think Houston's in play. I think Arizona's in play. I think Seattle's in play. I think Detroit's in play. I think Vegas is in play for him. So I, I think it's going to be hard for him to get there to the Eagles. Barrett, I know you like him too, but I yeah, I do. He just he won't be there. He's number three uh, ranked defensive lineman um, in the draft as far as edge, D tackle. He is he's number three. Hmm. So the chance of him being there and making it through top nine. Slim to none. Yeah, I mean maybe if they if they made a trade, you know maybe right, 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 possible. So well, um, let, me, let me say it again. Six of the nine teams in front of the Eagles could use 
Is deep. Only one I really see going offense early is Chicago, possibly picking up a tackle. But I think the elite of the elite uh, defensive players, if you want them that badly uh, from an Eagles perspective, you got to try to leapfrog over somebody into that top or eight to get one of those guys. Yeah, I think the the team that also is uh, hard to predict is Atlanta. Like yes. they could go Bijan at Barrett. Yeah. I know you talked about that possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go a lot of different directions. They've been pretty aggressive on the defensive side in the offseason. So that means I'd have to really look at their offensive line too. Would they consider, uh, you know, Paris Johnson or somebody like that if they fell that far down? I think that might be a consideration there, you know, for them. Um, and you have the Bears sort of looming there at nine, uh, you know, with a Paris Johnson too, if he's still there. So there, there's those two teams could go the offensive route too. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things, obvious stuff here, but this is being done with another step in mind. But the Bengals pick up the fifth-year option on Joe Burrow for the 24 season. He'll make 29.5 if they don't have him locked up to a long-term deal by then. Uh, remember, that Burrow has a fifth-year option, but Jalen Hurts did not because Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Burrow was the first pick that draft. So uh, they're working on it, you know, trying to get something done with him. The Vikings are going to pick up the fifth-year option on Justin Jefferson. He will make 19.7 in uh, the mm-hmm. 24 season. Or the, so, you know, look, there were, there were two guys, two studs coming out of that 20 draft along with Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, there was there were some killers, you know, there. Joe, Joe Burrow's uh, extension, that's a mere formality. That man's yep. going to make a lot more than that $29 million fifth-year option. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, suddenly Jalen being number one, Jalen's going to be number two uh, pretty soon. Uh, Maybe three. number three. Yeah. Herbert yeah. get this deal done. Yep. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so that's that, that. That's two things uh, going to be done. This is interesting. So the Titans have secured seven hundred and sixty million in city bonds for a new stadium. Mm. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So. Uh, Pretty, pretty heavy coin there. Yeah, I believe it's going to be a retractable. So uh, they've sports authority, their sports authority in in the Nashville area uh, is going to issue $760 million in bonds that combines with 500 million in state bonds for more than 1.2 billion in public funding committed to the Titans. Mm -hmm. And it's enclosed. So if they say enclosed stadium, Mm. That, that doesn't mean retractable, right? Enclosed. It doesn't mean it's a dome uh, either, does it? No, I don't, that's, no. What? What? What yeah, is enclosed? I mean, it's just going to be like <laughs> there's going to be something. You can you can have one of the, you can have one of those half roof. Which stadium is it? Has like the half roof? Yeah, it's not retractable, but it's open in the mid- Now Dallas has a dome. Um, what is? What is I can't think no, of a Dallas stadium. Dome is a, it opens up at the top. Yeah, it's got the little hole up top, doesn't it? It has a hole up top. Remember all how the oh, sun yeah. comes yeah, in. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, the sun comes in from the win- I don't know who designed that stupid thing. The oh, sun the comes in from the windows on the side, yeah, not the right, top. Right, right. It's always one side of the field that's more lit than the other for one yep. o'clock right. games. It's 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 blinding. I mean, I've been on the field there in Dallas at eleven o'clock in the morning, and you look into the the far end. It's like you can't even see the far end zone because oh. the sun is so bright in some cases. All right, so I'm looking at this thing. The new stadium will have will feature a translucent roof. Oh. So, oh, wow. yeah, that uh, means you can't see through it, but um, like out, out of it, but not yeah, yeah, into it. I Isn't guess. that like the Rams' new stadium? 
I think it is like yep. that. Yeah, and it's going to hold about 60,000. That's big. That's big. Um, yeah. So that that's – man, that's a lot of public funding too. The, the, the city really junk. stepped up for that. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that tells you how committed how committed Tennessee fans are to football. Tennessee fans love their football, yeah. college and pros. And, you know, you don't make a commitment like that without doing all the studies on what are we doing as an economy here? How much money does this current stadium team generate, even though we haven't won anything? So, obviously, when you make it a commitment like that, they like the numbers they've seen over the last five, ten years, how, whatever they project. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, a new stadium is going to bring out even more people out of curiosity to see to say, right. hey, you know, just to say, I've been in there. I've, I've been in a stadium, great stadium, whatever the case may be, to, to critique it. Yeah. So uh, they're hoping, I think I saw the number. Yeah. They hope to open it in 2027. So, you know, four years uh, to get that thing done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else? So, oh, this was interesting. There were several reports that the Niners at least engaged in conversation for Lamar Jackson. Mm. And making a Ooh. trade for him. Can you guys imagine if that would have went through? They'd been having all trades then. You put Lamar in a Carl Shanahan office with those weapons that he has around him. Mm. Got yeah. to be more careful. Yeah. Now I wonder. You know, it would have to be a sign and trade, right? Or wouldn't that the yeah. case? Yeah. The tag and all that uh, that he's under? still on his rights. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it would. Is it, does that make them? If they had made that trade, are they the number one team in the NFC? In your guys' yes, opinion, sir. ahead of the Eagles? Wow. Yes, sir. Ooh. I admit, yes, Dude, sir. I, I got to put them ahead of the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. Well, my goodness, the running game. Oh my goodness, the versatility of that offense. Woo! That's a lot of firepower. You put that dude in that offense. Yeah, man. Yeah, my That's goodness. Good. The read option with that, and being able to throw to you know another great tight end. You go from Andrews to to, oh, to Kittle. Yeah, Come oh on, man. And who's to say it still can't happen? But I think if I'm not mistaken, the Niners don't even have a draft pick until the third round this year. So what kind of capital <laughs> could they use? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they sold a farm to get to move up to get Trey Lance. So yep. they don't have a lot of draft capital to play with, or should I say appealing draft capital, if I'm not mistaken. Or did they are they one of the teams that got who is it that got all the compensatory picks? So they have a, two compensatory picks in the third round, 101 and okay. 102. I'm just trying to run through it real quick. They have 99, also a compensatory pick. They have – I'm in the third round right now. I'm just looking at the third round. I jumped right to it. So they have all those wow. picks in the third. Uh, the Bears got one from San Francisco through Carolina at 61. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, I think you're right, Derek. I don't see anything for them – I don't see anything for them in the first two. Yeah, man. They, yeah, what, they, they have not, a yeah. They they have they have eleven they, picks. They have three picks in the third round. That's they don't pick until the third round. Yeah, they don't so have anything. They have eleven picks. No, they don't have any picks. But unless they again, were trading players, well, yeah, unless they were giving you guys on the roster now. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd be shocked. Draft picks. Players, <laughs> right. that team. Who are you no, giving I, up on that team? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I'm just saying that's about all they can do. Yeah. Um, we touched on this a little bit, but Will Levis went from 40 to one yesterday. He's down now, now to four to one on DraftKings to be the top pick. I don't buy it. Sorry. I don't care what the odds are. 
Yeah, and it's from a a, a betting website. Well, yeah, some of it is based off of the action they're getting. You got like, if guys are putting like heavy bets on, it it can move the line a little bit. In other words, you know, somebody's hearing something or they're they're getting some kind of information. The initial story was Will Levis's parents are telling everybody he's going number one. Levis addressed. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. This I can't make this stuff up. Stop, man. Levis addressed it and said. My parents aren't telling anybody anything. So let 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 me just be real clear. So how, how can I be how can I believe a guy that drinks mayonnaise in his coffee? I or mean, or eats skins on the banana? Oh, come on, I'm, man. No, I'm out on the guy. I, I, out, you know, even if the Eagles needed a quarterback, I can't I can't put my faith in that kind of individual. No, man. You know, it's it's that's that's unheard of, bro. Coffee man. with mayo. How so do you, you even know you you're, you're, you're trying? Like, you're yeah. trying too hard. Yeah. You're trying too hard. Yes. With that. Yeah, like, come on, man! Like, who, who, who does that? How do you even know you can do that? That's First what I want to know. I would even buy it if there was some like crazy health benefit to it. But you can't tell me it's healthy to drop mayo into your coffee. Something healthy about coffee, bro. Yeah. What does that even taste like? I don't want to know. I, I'm not. That won't happen. D gun. How do you even know you can do that? That's what I want. Yeah, how man. do you even know that that would? What? 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 In what world does it seem like? All right, that's gonna be good. Come Did on, he man. try mustard also? Ketchup? I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously. What else, yeah, I, what else I, man? Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, but, um, so a couple of the odds and ends here. Did you guys see this? This is more college than it is pros. Um, but there's been more than 40 transfers out of the University of Colorado, uh, where Dion is the head coach now. <laughs> I can yeah. believe Dion's fault. It's well, his own fault. He told him to leave. Well, he did. But my first reaction is, is that the worst thing in the world? You won one game last year. <laughs> like, right, right. You really that worried about some of these guys, you know? Yeah. Rolling? Yeah. But when you look at what he came in, mostly the, the five-star talent is already signed somewhere else. So what are you putting on the field? If you get rid of 47 of the existing players, you're not finding 47 better players out there right now looking for schools. Yeah. I, I hear so you. What, I, what it's, are you doing? That's a, that's a lot of kids just to, to try and field a team with if you're missing that many kids. That's going to be part of the challenge. But Bro, when you come into the – when you go in and you and you you just sit down and say, all right, then I'm coming in here, this is my team, and I brought my players with me. So if you don't yeah, think you yeah. can, you know, compete, these guys already got jobs. Mm-hmm. How are you going to tell somebody yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not only that, not only that, he said, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louis. Yeah, like Louis Vuitton. I'm bringing my luggage. And oh, by the way, at his introductory press conference, he said, Let me introduce you to my starting quarterback. So, any existing quarterbacks, like, uh, I gotta find a school real quick. Yeah, real. I'm not quick. playing here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not playing here. Not, yeah, yeah, his yeah. son, Shadur, Shadur Sanders, is, is the uh, starting quarterback. Is he, is he, is he fired? Can he play? I don't know. He was very good at, at Jackson State. Yeah. Obviously, it's a level down, but people project yeah. him to be really good. Like, he could have yeah. gone D1. He wanted to go play yeah. for his dad. And he, they won a national championship with him under center. Yeah. And the, the kid, Travis Hunter, who who is a two-way player, he's a yeah. D-back, yeah. and he plays receiver. Is, no is, one's in the country. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah that kid's, that kid's really good. Man, I, we'll feel for, I feel for Jackson State, man. They went from being the talk of the lower-level schools – so yeah. now it also ran in a matter of a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. geez. No, it's not a couple years, a couple of months. Yeah. Well, you figure he was there two years. He built that program up the right way for two years. 
Yep. He won a national championship game. He got back to another one, I believe, and lost it. Yes. Yep. So they were a prominent team at that level for two years, and all of a sudden, in a couple of months, they went from being, you know, terrible. I mean, good to being terrible now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wonder but, how many players he took from Jackson State. I don't know. The, I know those two kids, his son and the and the other kid I just mentioned, but I don't know how many altogether. Ooh. Yeah. I, I hear. Well, I know this. Their spring game, they had a major crowd there, and it was snowy and cold and all that. So – I think season ticket numbers are going to go through the roof. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. On Twitter, they showed a video in the last, uh, last within the last week of their spring game from 2022. The stadium looked like the Mojave Desert. It was bare. <laughs> to this year, it was like supposedly like close to 40,000 in the stands for the spring game, like like Rob said, on a cold, bitter day. That I mean, the university right now is saying cha-ching. Yeah, cha-ching. they're relevant again. They weren't relevant. Yes. Nobody was talking yep. about Colorado. They're talking about Colorado. Alumni now, you coming out of the woodwork. Yep. Yeah, eventually you got to win. But right now that he he put them back on the map where they where they were lost. Um, I can't wait to see his recruiting class next year. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's going to be interesting, right? That is definitely you know. And, and, and the thing about it, if I'm one of the 47 players that left, see, my mindset would have been, I want to play for Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't help but see what he did at Jackson State in terms of being open on social media. How many college coaches do you know are as open as he is behind the scenes in the, in the, in the office talking to his coaches and players, talking to his kids, at the practice field every day? He's doing it already in Colorado. Every day you see a new clip of him at practice, him talking to players, him wearing some kind of uh, cowboy hat, him dancing, you know, at practice. And, you know, let's face it, young players are impressionable. It used to be they're impressed by the stadium and the mm-hmm. amount of trophies that you have in your trophy case. Now they're impressed by a name. And Deion Sanders is outside of Nick Saban. Think of a bigger name in the college ranks right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Deion has done nothing at Division One yet. But outside of Nick Saban, who's a bigger name in college football right now? Yep. No, I hear you. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. All right. So, um, Couple other things here. Did you realize today is the 40 year anniversary of that 83 draft, the 1983 draft? Mm, which is that really was crazy. an incredible, incredible. Draft. Let, let me read you some of these names, man. So you came out of the shoe, John Elway to Baltimore. Remember, Elway and his dad said, Don't draft me. I don't want to play right. there. Right. They drafted him anyway. He was going to go play baseball for the Yankees and, you know, whatever. Uh, he ends up getting traded. We know that to Denver. But so you go Elway, Eric Dickerson. All right, let me let me. I'll run through. I'll just give you the order. But you think about the amount of great players and Hall of Famers: Elway, Eric Dickerson, Kurt Warner, not the quarterback, the running back out of Penn State, went third. Uh, Chris Hinton, Billy Ray Smith. Weren't you friends with yep. him, Barrett? Is no, that the guy you were friendly with? No, oh, not him. Yeah. Different guy. Okay, That's different Billy Ray Smith. I yeah. got you. Okay, uh, Jimbo Covert. Wow. Uh, yeah, the tackle from from Pitt to the yep. Bears. Todd Blackledge. Mm. The ah. Eagles. The Eagles at number eight. That's my Mike, boy. Michael Haddix. Running back at him, <laughs> Mississippi State. All right, let's keep moving. Oilers at number nine. Bruce Matthews, another Hall of Famer. Hall tackle. of Famer. Uh, you know what? I'll skip around a little bit. Jim Kelly goes 14 to the Bills. Yep. Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, Joey Browner goes 19 to the Vikings. Great yep. defensive yep. back. Yep. Uh, Dan Marino goes 27 to the Dolphins. Yep. Daryl Green, the very next pick yep. to Washington. He played I can't believe he played that long, bro. Until his 40s. Probably, yeah. 
He probably retired, what, five, six years ago? At that position, too. Yeah, at corner. And was still faster than everybody. I just gave you a couple there. That's just a couple. Um, That's not even – I didn't even give you, like, the good players, guys who were good. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of good players I didn't even mention. Think about the names the Eagles passed up on in that draft alone. Yeah. (laughs) Dave Remington, Jim Jeffcoat, Gil Bird. My goodness. Willie Galt. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Oh, it was um, bad. You the Eagles draft that year. You you ready to be in pain? Well, there's some good and bad. All right. What? Michael Haddix goes first, eighth overall. They got a steal in the second round in Wes Hopkins, who was a really good defensive. Really good, Wes Hopkins. Okay. Yep. Who was nasty? He was a hitter, man. But other than that, oof, it is Jody Schultz, who was a linebacker Ooh. out of Carolina in the second round. Glenn Young. A receiver oh out of Mississippi State. Who who uh, two Mississippi State guys in the first three rounds? <laughs> oh, in my draft there was two Mississippi State guys, and then they took two somebody from Mississippi College. Oh my goodness! Michael Williams in the fourth round. Byron Darby, who who was an okay player for them, uh, defensive tackle out of USC. Victor Otis, out of Northwestern State. Who? Anthony Edgar, a running back out of Hawaii. John Schultes out of Princeton, Rich Cranick out of Pitt, Rich oh Peltzer out of Rhode Island, Thomas Strothers out of Jackson State, Steve Sabarhar out of Washington State, and David Mangrum, who was a quarterback out of Baylor. Ugh. Who or what? Huh? <laughs> who was the GM then? That's all I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Harry Gamble. I, I, I think. That is just beyond awful. That's terrible, man. The worst. First of all, Michael Haddix over those those names that we were just talking about. Yeah, are you kidding me? I know, I know. Oh it's bad. my goodness! But there's the, you think about it, man. With obviously Elway's the, the the bigger one, but Eric Dickerson. I mean, th- look at some of these guys. You know, Kelly, uh, Marino, Browner, Covert. <laughs> Rob, you could have had Dan Marino in an Eagles uniform. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Thanks for that. Could have had Bruce Matthews, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. Wow. Willie Galt. Willie Darryl Galt. Daryl Green. Jim Jeffcoat, who was a very good player. Oh, well, Dave, Remington, Dave yeah. Remington was an excellent player. Dave Remington, player. who ended up being an Eagle later. I went to school with Jim Jeffcoat's brother at Temple. Did his you really? His brother played at Temple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We sat in class together, clueless. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Oh, my goodness. His brother was a nice guy. He's a funny guy, bro. Uh, yeah, I hated playing against that dude, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a crazy draft, man. I you just won. That's the that's the thing. Even look, even if you go back and look at last year, this is why it's so inexact, you yep. know. And you, you, yep. like, let's just go. I'll just let's pull up twenty twenty two real quick. All right. So your draft order last year, you tend to forget this stuff just because it all it all just keeps moving so quickly, but. All right, so I, I I think that Jacksonville took a little bit of a risk with, with Trayvon Walker, but I I like Trayvon Walker. Do you guys are you guys you guys like I, him? Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. Uh, Detroit, I thought hit a home run with Aiden Hutchinson second. Mm. Eric Stingley, we'll see. Uh, you know, you know, we'll see. It's it was a, they weren't a good team last year. Um, Sauce Gardner, home run Jets. Kayvon Thibodeau looks like a really good player for the Giants. Um, Barrett, you can tell him better than I would. Uh, Ikem Ekwanu, uh, the offensive tackle from NC State to the Panthers. Do you like him? Yes, he's very good. Okay, he's, he's he came in day one, started play very well for him. 
Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Bama to the uh, to the to Giants. Giants. Yep. Uh, Drake London. You know, I, I think get him a quarterback and let's see what this looks like. Right, uh, right, right, him. right. Charles Cross, nine to Seattle, offensive Very tackle. Very good player. Very yeah. good season. Garrett Wilson, stud to the Jets. Yep. Chris Olave, stud to the Saints. You know, Jamison Williams is in some trouble here with the gambling. I still think he's going to be good. Then, then it was Jordan Davis. Yep. Uh, Kyle Hamilton started off slowly but started to come on for the Ravens. Ravens. Uh, Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M for Houston. Yep. Uh, Jihad Dotson, who, who when he was healthy, was good for Washington. Really good. Zion Johnson, guard for the Chargers from BC. Started. Traylon Burks, who who looks like he's going to be really good for Tennessee. Yep. Yep. Receiver out of Arkansas. Trevor Penning for the Saints. Uh, Kenny Pickett, we talked about him a good amount on the show. He Trent looked, McDuffie yeah, was uh, – Steelers, Steelers. Yeah, Trent McDuffie way better than I thought he was going to be. He, he's Jeez, got a little – Little, yep. you know, a little Kelly Clarkson, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Way Walker out of uh, out of Georgia to Green Bay. Got yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kyrie, good. Yeah, Elam, the corner from Florida uh, to the Bills. He um he split time, but he yeah he he started from played a lot because Tre'Davious White and those guys were hurt a lot, so he played a lot. Right, Tyler Smith, Cowboys. Uh, he was good. He yeah, was good. He, he ended up being he a good was. tackle for him. Tyler Linderbaum, the center to the Ravens out of Iowa. Played well this year. Jermaine Johnson didn't do as much as I thought he was going to do with the Jets. No, he didn't. Uh, D end. He, but the other guys were you know, killed. Florida State guy. Yep. Devin Lloyd, uh, a lot of talk about him. Linebacker from Utah goes yep. to Jacksonville. Balled out. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, defensive, another Georgia kid, defensive tackle to Green Bay. Green Bay, yep. Cole Strange, guard out of Chattanooga to the to the Patriots. Uh, George Karloftis, who was very good for Kansas City, where they got him at 30, good value, defensive end. Daxton Hill, I believe, got hurt, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. yep. Safety out of Michigan to Cincinnati. And then uh, Lewis, uh, Lewis Seen also got hurt, safety out of Georgia yep. Yep. for the Vikings. So, anyway, that, you know, just gives you a little bit. For uh, 36 overall, Brees Hall to the Jets was a great pick. Uh, he was hurt, though. He got hurt. He did. He did. Uh, but that's, you know, and George, like George Pickens uh, at, for the Steelers went 52. Guy's a stud. Oh, Sky Moore went, went right mm. there. You know, so oh, there was uh, it's pretty interesting to look back at that stuff and just see kind of where things are and who, who ended up doing what. And, you know, for the Eagles, it was three guys who were waiting on. We don't know right now. Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and N'Kobe Dean. We don't know. Um, strangely enough, they got the most run out of a guy who wasn't even drafted. In terms of playing time, Reed Blankenship, who, by the way, Doc seemed like he really liked. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was very positive on Reed Blankenship. Yes, he was. I, I wonder, does he really like him if he was being kind? <laughs> I think he would have not said anything. Yeah, if he, he didn't like him, oh. he wouldn't lie about it. He he just wouldn't. Uh, he, he's just like, all right, well, um, he made some great play. He made some good plays, you know, even as a young guy. And his reading reaction and, and, and played a you know pretty good level for a guy that wasn't drafted. Mm, interesting. Um, all right, let's get a timeout and let's come back and we will uh, do a little NBA playoffs, guys, because there's a this in addition to the Hawks win last night, there were a couple of elimination games uh, where teams put other teams away, and we got a killer, killer four games tonight. 
uh, in the NBA. So we'll dig into all that, plus birthdays, plus movies. Don't go anywhere. It has been a fun, eventful day, and we keep it rolling. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology because the middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, reconfiguring applications, bringing backups online, and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures that all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at Razor tech.com that's razor tech.com run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
back. Derek, Barrett, Rob, Sports State, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. Hey, tomorrow uh, will be draft day, as you know, and we'll be doing our Sports Take show. Uh, Derek and I will be down at Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, Barrett will be with us for, for the entirety as well. Uh, and then we'll be doing our full-blown draft show uh, that night as well. Uh, so we'll have full coverage uh, right here on the channel of and the food. draft. And <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Look at the, look at Pirate's face. Yep, there it is. Um, we will also, guys, have James Palmer joining us tomorrow uh, for the oh. NFL Network. So uh, James is actually in Philly, so he's got the Eagles assignment. So the good thing is, from James, we'll talk national stuff and we'll talk Eagles stuff with James. He's got us covered for both of those. So we uh, we always looking forward to have him on as well. All right. So we did touch on this a little bit earlier. The Hawks came back uh, from a, a major deficit. Trey Young scored, scored the last 14 points of the game, guys. Uh, and they came back and won. He hit the game winner with, uh, what was it, 2.1 left, something like that, that long three that he hit. He had 38 on the night. So now they go to a game six back in Atlanta tomorrow. Um, which it only all that does is buy Joel and B time. That's good, good stuff there uh, for the Sixers. That's for sure. Elsewhere, um, hey man, let, me, let me say this real quick. Yeah, Trey Young don't look like he's twenty four. That dude look like he's over thirty years old, man. Uh, that yes. dude ain't twenty four. <laughs> yes, come on, man. Somebody lying on a birth certificate somewhere, uh, bro. Come on, man. You know and. Bro, hairline receding and all that, bro. At least I have my hairline until I hit 50. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's also patchy, which is a tough look, too. <laughs> yeah, man. Come you on, know, man. these little spots. It's it's uh, it's a shame. The young man. Should get he can ball, time. though. He should get he more ball. time with his hair. You yeah, know what but I mean? he can ball. It's too bad. That dude hit that one three to game to leave almost half court, man. That oh, dude. he was. Yeah, he's fearless. Oh, I'll give goodness. him that. There is there is no fear in that guy, man. He was, he was taking that thing over, and he did. Um, one of the, so one of the, there's a couple other games last night and one of the other games, the Suns eliminated the Clippers and Devin Booker's just been, he's been unbelievable in these playoffs so far, but the, uh, there was no Kawhi and there was no Paul George. Mm. And it turns out Kawhi has a torn meniscus, Mm. uh, in his knee. So, uh, they're not sure what the course of action is going to be, whether he's going to get surgery, just try and rehab it, you, you know, whatever, but Man, if I'm the Clippers, I'm just looking at this like it's sort of like the Sixers quandary that they have with Embiid. Yes. Neither one of these two guys can finish seasons. No. You know, this they're, happens they're, every year with Kawhi. And they're never together. You know what I mean? Like they're it's just they're never able to finish the year out together, at least. Well, at least they won one. Kawhi won one. Kawhi won one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can't even get over to the third round, he he killed us on a uh, he killed us a coffin corner. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with the with the Raptors. Yep, that ball bounced around that rim. How many times before? Four it went times through? it hit the rim. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That, and Bede's still not over that one. No, nope. that was uh, one of the most demoralizing shots I've ever seen in my life for a team to get for a team to buy out like that. That, that ball said doink doink, and the thing is, it was a fadeaway from the corner. It, he was fall. Yeah, he was. He fell. He was like sitting next to like a, a ball boy. He, he sat the down for like fifteen yeah. minutes. The ball went in. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was crazy. It was one of the most insane things I've ever seen from that angle. It was just unbelievable. Um, so they're out. So that you know, the, I'll tell you two things in the in the West. The Lakers are dangerous, and so are the Suns. 
because they haven't had the opportunity to play together a lot. Durant gets traded over there late. Then he got hurt. Now he and Booker started to figure each other out along with Chris Paul. Phoenix is dangerous, man. Look out. You know, you heard Devin Booker say last night, it's taken longer than expected for, for us to get a feel with Durant and Durant to get a feel with us, but it's slowly coming. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. When they get on the same page, if they're still still upright and breathing, I'd love to see them face Denver in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. That, to me, would be a shootout at the OK Corral to watch yeah. those two go at it. That would be interesting, I'll tell you. Um, so they're, they'll advance – what we hear here, oh, the other team, Denver eliminated the uh, the T Wolves. So we have those two things. Um, so two things to, to keep in mind tonight: we got four games. Uh, Cavaliers Knicks is the early game. That game's in Cleveland. New York's up three one. Lakers at Grizzlies. Lakers up three one. Heat at Bucks. Heat at th- up three one. And the Warriors and the Kings is two two. Man, couldn't they have spread the wealth a little bit? The I'm other- telling you, man. This is four tonight. This is going to be a remote night tonight, fellas. This, this is, is like be- NCAA tournament <laughs> night. You know, yeah. my my remote's going to be smoking tonight. Batteries yeah, uh, might have to be installed. Um, but that's going to be fun because I tell you, I the I, the Warriors Kings series could go either way to me, but that one's really up in the air. Yeah. Um, I'm not writing the Bucks off. I know Derek, you're fed up with them. I'm not. I'm not calling them. I'm not calling the uh, the you know the priest yet on them. They got two in a row with them. You think? Well, just just think. Two years ago, they were down two nothing to Phoenix in in the NBA championship round, and they won four straight. So, but um, and this team is stronger than that team was. But for whatever reason, Miami's in their head. Yeah, Miami's in their head right now. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If they win, they win. If they don't, I will not give Barrett the satisfaction of rubbing it in tomorrow because I'll I'll be right where I need to be in terms of hey, they got what they deserve. (laughs) <laughs> I've already taken it away from you, B. Brooks. So you can stop scheming now. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you can't take the power away from me like that, bro. You got to give me a little done. bit, man. All right, can't do it. Bit, can't do it. I will be as numb as you can possibly be. Eh. <laughs> eh. Of course, I'll, rib, I'll dig in my cousin. It'll drive him nuts. When I start texting, if they lose tonight or if they lose this series, I'll text him. Those scumbags did this, that, and the other. Whatever. And he'll, he'll bite hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, well, we had a good seed. We were the number one seed. Yeah, you're the number one seed sitting your butts at home. What does that mean now? Yeah. What does it mean? I hear it means you. nothing. Yeah. Uh, let me give you this tweet. I mentioned that we're going to have James Palmer on tomorrow. So he tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. You can follow him on Twitter, at James Palmer TV. As Albert Breer, I think Albert's a really uh, guy who's tuned into a lot of things from, from senior NFL reporter MMQB. But as Albert Breer reported, the Eagles were prepared to draft Christian McCaffrey at 14 overall in 2017 if he had fallen to them. Obviously, his pass-catching ability made him a different prospect in Philly's eyes from other running backs. Not saying Bijan is CMC, but I'm told during some of his workouts with teams, he really impressed them with his ability to catch the ball and possibly line up all over the place. Again, not the same prospect, but the mismatchability is there with Robinson. Mm. All right, there's another log onto yeah. the Bijan yeah. fire. So are you buying are you buying the Bijan at 10 now? You seem to keep buying, you seem to look closer and closer to um, buying it. I wouldn't. I feel like they may do it. I feel like they yeah. may do it. All right. I do. I do. Um hell no, they ain't doing it. I don't I wouldn't. 
They are not doing that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. And I think it's more likely that they don't, but it's not completely out of the case. Hold it's up. out of the case. Tone says, sounds like you guys are inching closer to the Bijan hype. I'm not, Tone. You don't have to worry about no. me. I'm standing back. Me too. Not me. Yeah, honestly, no I'm just trying yeah. to give you what you know what's being said. And look, we didn't we brought Sal on and asked him, and you heard what he said. That's Gan, that's Ganwagon talking. I'm not that ain't me. <laughs> not yet. Mm-mm. Everything I've everything I've been told has been consistent. No, 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 no. Now who knows? They may dupe me and make me look bad. I don't know, but they haven't lied to me before. So yeah. I'm just gonna stick with what I heard. I got gotcha. you. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, Frank Reich said that the Panthers have not informed the number one overall choice. Uh, so they haven't told anybody that you're our pick yet. I don't uh, blame he just, him. He just spoke with them. Well, yeah, why would you? Because it's going to leak as soon as you tell them. Well, that or let's say you find something real out. I'm not talking about some nonsense thing about a gas mask. I mean, like real stuff. Right, right. Give yourself the out, you know, if you have to change your mind. So I wouldn't do it if I'm thinking. I'm calling the guy five minutes before I draft him. I am too. But Maybe not clock. even five. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm not doing it any oh. sooner. Um, all right. Let's do some birthdays and then we'll get it back to the, uh, to the draft here. Good days. Good day for birthdays today. 1564 William Shakespeare. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Bill, Billy Shakes uh, was born on this day. <laughs> you call him Billy Shakes. Billy Shakes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was considered the national poet of England. In That's his right. Time. He was uh, 1564. He was born. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, the actress, is 27 today. Uh, she was in the the Queen's Gambit, the uh, the chess. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was that HBO? I think it was HBO. She was great in that. Um, Channing Tatum, the actor, 43 today. Jet Li. My you favorite. Much, you don't see much from him anymore, do you? What a man, no, 60. Old, he can't be man. doing all those antics like yeah, he used true. to. That's true. But that's I tell true. you what, Romeo Must Die and Kiss of the Dragon, two of my favorite movies, man. Yeah, he's, he was phenomenal. Uh, Aaron Judge, 31 years old today. Mm. Uh, great actor, Giancarlo Esposito is yes. 65 today. He, everything that dude's in, he is uber intense. He is He is great, man. He is great. He's on uh, Spike Lee's boy, right? Yeah, he was Spike yeah. Lee's boy. He was Dude in Breaking right Bad. Yep. He was great in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everything. Uh, Kevin James. Kevin James, the actor-comedian, is 58. Yep. Uh, by the way, you're casting him as Sean Payton. That was a stretch in that movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, That was a stretch. That, I blame the casting director. Come on. What, what are we doing? <laughs> Must have owed him a favor or something. Yeah. And I like Kevin James, but no, not for that. Uh, Carol Burnett is 90 today. Mm. They're wow. honoring her. Uh, it's what were the honor. It's, they're, they're doing some 90th birthday party. She's still like real with it and alert and all that stuff. Um, Jordan, Jordana Brewster, the actress is 43. And Strong rock. Here. She dated Jeter at one point. You know if Jeter dated her, she's strong. Yes, we know She was that. in all the Fast and, Fast and Furious movies, man. Yeah. 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 yeah the early okay. ones, right? Jordana Brewster. Yeah. You know, her acting debut was in 1995. She was on All My Children. As a little kid, I'm sure, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yes. Uh, she's a sister. 
She's the sister. In of what? Fast and the Furious. Yes. Yep. Oh. She's a Vin Diesel's sister. Yep. Oh, right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's the right. Sister. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Melania Trump is 53 years old today. Strong. Uh, I'm not getting near that one. I mean, we don't strong, need to do that. Rob, it's a very simple question. Strong or not? Yes. If you're asking me. Strong. <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 There we go. All right. Let's keep going. Oh, man. Uh, where am I? Tom Welling, the actor, He's is 46. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm comparing her to Barbara Bush, yeah, strong. <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking about, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I, was, uh, I thought office. Michelle Obama was the only one that's been strong in the I, White I, House I until Trump comes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree. No argument here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nancy I'm, Reagan. I'm, no, I, you know, like I'm good. You know, I mean, anyway. yes, I mean, I, I got the finest wife. Yes, I got the finest wife. I did it. Yes, you know. Why is she married to that? She never liked me, but so what? Oh, I bought her. She's mine. Okay. Why is she? Why is she married to that dude? Man? I don't know. All right, uh, Emily Wickersham, the actress, 39 today. Pablo yeah. Schreiber, who is uh, Liv Schreiber's brother, who's very good, yeah. very yeah. good actor. 45. I like. You know what? He's great in uh, in The Wire. He's great in The Wire. Yeah, and also he's great in uh, this. This, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it to come back up. But call Halo. It's a yeah, series. yeah, good movie. Okay. Halo. Yeah, yeah, he's good in it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley is 34 today. Uh, my guy, Temple's own Deion Dawkins is 29 today. Yep, yep. Really yep, good Deion offensive Dawkins. lineman from the Bills. Yes, yeah, he is. Uh, that's all I got for movies. That's all I got. All right, I'm sorry. For birthdays. What? Man, I still got like 20 left. Go ahead, man. give me, give yeah. me some. I got Ooh, a you have uh, you have Stanek uh, Kadik uh, from Quantum Solace and the Justice Society. She's forty five. Glenn Jacobs, you know who Glenn Jacobs is? No, was known no, as Kane in the WWE. Oh, oh, get out! He has seven foot tall. Right now, he is the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have uh, Luke Bracy from Point Break and Hacksaw Ridge, thirty four. Jennifer Gates, uh, the daughter of Bill Gates, who has a degree in human biology and is now studying uh, at Eichen, with the Eaton School of Medicine at Mount Sinai at NYC. Okay. She's 27. Uh, who's this? Uh, you said Pablo Schreiber. Let me get yes. that one out. Melvin Ingram, free agent yep. right now, outside linebacker, 34. Yeah, DN, Russian. Yep. Now the the name Niambi Niambi. You know who he was. You ever watched the show Mike and Molly? You ever yeah. seen the show? Okay. You know the black guy who was the waiter, the smart Alec. Oh yeah. That's him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's, funny. So he's forty-four. Funny. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mike Kellen, uh, from the movie The Boston Strangler, the original nineteen sixty-eight, is sixty-one years old. Hmm. You have Natron Means, the running back, big Natron time Charges business. running back. Big yeah. Name. 51. Remember Bob Boozer, the former NBA player? Yeah. Yeah, he um, was a first-round a first round taken by the Cincinnati Royals back in 1959, Damn. 75. Buster Scrun, uh, I can't believe he's he's only 34. He's out of football. He's uh, He played 11 years in the NFL. Yeah. I thought the dude was still in his 20s, to be honest. I, you yeah. know, he's out. Uh, let's see here. Moises Tutupu. Former NFL uh, running back, 
Uh, he played 14 seasons, 55. He passed away in 2010. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bill Winnington, seven-footer NBA, uh, won three championships with the Bulls in the Michael Jordan heyday. Yeah, man. Uh, Bill Winnington is 60 years old now, man. Mm. He was, I mean, he was, he was just a tree trunk sitting there, bro. Yeah, he was. They had a couple of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was, a, he was just there, dude. He got three yep. rings for just being there. Yep. Yeah. And then you got uh Donald Sterling. Remember him, the former owner of the Clippers. Oh. Yep. I was at the luncheon back in '81 or '82 in San Diego when it was the San Diego Clippers. When that man stood at the podium and said, "We must finish last to finish first. and it blew up all across the country. You know, he was forced. To, he was forced to sell a team, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Team in the move. Because of uh, racist comments he made, he got caught on the phone talking to his former girlfriend, and she, he was chastising her for hanging out with black people in public and bling and bringing them to basketball games, including Magic Johnson. Yeah. So yeah. somebody taped it and, and leaked it. He was forced to sell the team. He bought the team for like twelve million dollars. Sold it. He, the family, not him. The family sold it for two billion dollars when they sold it. Hmm. Um, and what let's see? What was the other part of? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, when he was banned, when he was banned, uh, Adam Silver banned him from being at games or practices. He wanted to have a closed-door meeting with Doc Rivers to explain himself. Doc Rivers refused to meet with him, and the players were on the verge of boycotting games because of him. Mm-hmm. What a creep. What an yeah. absolute creep. Yeah. I'm glad they forced him out. Thank God. And they did it pretty quickly, too. Yeah, they did. Um all right, so uh, you, you got any better? I'll, I'll hit movies. Where, where are, Avant, uh, Avant, singer Avant. He's 40, uh, 45 today. Okay. Uh, T-Boss, Tion Watkins. She's 50, 53 today. T-Boss, remember from, T-Boss. Uh, from TLC? TLC, yeah. And then um, Tom Wellington. He's from yep. Smallville. Yep, yeah. Superman. Yep. Young Superman. Yep. And then uh, Amin Joseph. He's 43. From Snowfall, they just killed him. Oh, can't believe they killed uh, the uncle, man. Oh, man. Mm. They okay. killed him, bro. All right, uh, movies we got Friday from 1995, the original, oh, yeah. uh, which spawned how many? Three, three, Four, three of them. What a great, what a great story behind that movie. They did the movie on a 2.3 million dollar budget. Chris Tucker got paid ten thousand dollars to do the movie. Um, and remember Faison Love, who played Big Worm? Yep. He got paid uh, Union Scale, which was 2500 And Ice Cube came out when people started ripping him for not paying actors. He said the dude worked one day. He got Union Scale for working one day, $2,500. Yeah. Meanwhile, all of their careers went through the roof because of it. Yeah. And, and, and you got two more movies where I'm sure they got a lot more money than you know what they got in the first one. You know? Well, you know, up until a year ago, they were thinking about bringing out a fourth one, like a reunion one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but all of a sudden, uh, Anthony uh, Johnson passed away. John Witherspoon passed away. Yep. Tiny Lister passed away. And yeah. it's still, it's, the, the script has been written for like over five years. Right. But but uh, they have not brought it out yet. And of course, Chris Tucker did not want to be in the second one because of his religious beliefs. And he didn't want to be portrayed as smoking weed in a movie. So that's why right. he didn't do the second one. He's in he's in the new movie Air with uh, Affleck and yes. Damon. He's in yes. that. Uh, Avengers Endgame 2019. I love that movie. Uh, love just one of the guys, which is a classic 80s sort of teen, you know, romp kind of movie. Uh, that was from 1985. That's all I got. You guys got any other ones? The Big Wedding came out in 2013. That was the only one I have. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, we're out of time, fellas. We are out of time. Uh, oh. All right. So tomorrow, like we said, we'll have uh, we'll have James Palmer. We'll have some other surprises in store for you tomorrow too. But we'll uh, tomorrow's the day we'll get you cracked up for the for the for the draft. We'll keep it moving. We're hearing. Well, any I mean, kind of uh, sharing a desk in person. That's right. Gunner and I will be hanging out uh, together. Barrett will be joining us uh, via the, uh, the the stream here. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And it's Dude, fun. Seen, when was the last time we saw each other in person, RB? RB, uh, Rob Ellis? It, summer. It was at the gallery when we opened up the uh, the gallery no, book uh, at, at Ocean, wasn't it? Oh, no, no D'Ambrosia Dodge. In October. That's the last time I can remember. That's a Wait, long were time. you were you at uh, our guy Kevin Flatley's going I away couldn't party? Make that. No, I had okay. to work that night. I saw yeah. Barry. Last time I saw D Gun, and I saw yeah. Robert two That's weeks right. ago. Yeah, we played hoops. He forced me to play basketball. My knees have not stopped hurting since then. Still sore. <gasps> oh, all right, we got to run. Thanks, Tone, the Shield, Tone. Great job, Appreciate man. You, Tone. Uh, I want to thank everybody Appreciate in the chat. You, Tone. you guys are the best. You are the best. Everybody streaming. Everybody listening. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Rolls your way next. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time. Everybody, have a great rest of your Wednesday. We are Sports Take. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.